decide which guy she should pursue Nathaniel, Greg, or Josh Waller. Friends all make bets. Hey, plus, does that weird out now? On to your favorite podcast. Bring all of That's right, we're here! We're back at One Indescribable Podcast, where we are talking through DCW Show Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, episode by episode by episode, and we only have two left! We are at the penultimate episode of the season, which is so exciting, a little sad, I think, but mainly exciting because there's some really fun stuff that we have to talk about today. Um, and I am not alone, never alone here on this podcast. I am with some of my very, very good friends, uh, someone who uh, would probably consider themselves a macarooner. It's Lindy. Lindy, how are you? Hello, I'm great. We are back, just like Bunch of Copes are back again. Yes, Bunch of Copes. So, are you? Are, you're probably a Copes then, right? If if we had to like between us, one of us is Rebecca and one of us is, or do you want to be Rebecca? That, I mean, that sounds like a compliment. If <laughs> I'm the Doctor Kofi in the situation, yeah. yeah, that could be a compliment. Up to you. Saying it's not. Well, it's, it's <laughs> however you would like to interpret it. I think compliments are in the eyes of the complimentee, right? That's. I think that's how that works. No. Okay. Well, uh, luckily it's not just bunch of <laughs> copes here. This episode, we also have someone who uh, I know for a fact loves flying on wicker baskets in the sky. It is weird, Todd the Librarian. How are you? I'm doing good. I uh, I mean, the lack of bathrooms is a bit of a concern in the yeah. wicker baskets, but yeah. just had to plan ahead, and then it's all good. I'm not going to lie to you. I had never thought about... I don't know why I said that. It's in, like everyone has thought about this, but like I have never thought about, like, what What would you do if you had <laughs> to go while you're not air balloon? Because like, there's not... I, 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 you know we don't need to like get too into detail here but like there are ways to to deal with like going number one if you are of the male persuasion i suppose depending on what you bring up there but like man you're just uh sol if you're up there uh and like nothing there's nothing to do i've also never been in a hot air balloon so i've never like had to really think about this have you ever been in a hot air balloon todd no, I have never been in a hot air balloon. Okay, well, uh, we'll have to find out if our uh, uh, fantastic guest this episode has been in a hot air balloon. And if they have, what was the bathroom situation? Like, was it or anything? We, uh, like I said, we're not alone here, not just the three of us. For the first time, making her one Discovery podcast debut on the second to last episode of the series, it is Taylor. Taylor, how are you? Hi, <laughs> great. Uh, now I'm really just contemplating what I would do if I was in a yeah. hot air balloon. Uh, yeah, I have no idea. Just buckle down and hope that it's over soon, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> buckle, buckle down is not what you want to hear when you have to go to the bathroom on a hot air balloon. <laughs> Oof. Okay, I've Googled it and it seems like there's truly no solution. Like, you have to deal with it. I have nothing. I can't even think just, of anything. I mean, land. You have to go land before the it ends. But like, like, 
is a hot okay i don't under, i really don't understand the mechanics of a hot air balloon it kind of doesn't make any sense to me that we're just like blowing fire in a balloon and just, you know, hot and air just like i don't know yeah, yeah but like it's, how do you ever control it like i understand how you control like the height but like how do you ever steer this thing there's i mean is there like a rudder on the wicker basket i have no idea also Magic. is there a way to land quickly besides <laughs> like you know just like popping the balloon right like if you really if it was an emergency situation let's say you're up in the hot air balloon you have to get down quickly i don't think there's like a you know press button for emergency landing I mean, you turn off the heat and hope that you go down fast yeah but that I, that seems like the slowest <laughs> thing imaginable it's a lot of, a lot of finger crossing can you imagine hope. you're sitting there like just squatting like really doing your best to keep it all in and it's just a slow going down wow. it. that wow. is a nightmare I, you know what i never want to go on a hot air balloon yeah. ever well, <laughs> okay speaking of nightmares else... let's get it on this conversation <laughs> no, 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 no 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 when he wants to keep it going time no just one more thing is anyone else just so was so horrified as a child when or or whatever when um the mom on the amanda show was like stuck on a hot air balloon forever do you guys remember that <laughs> Do not remember that what a pull yeah uh, <laughs> uh i don't even know that i ever watched the amanda show really, really? i definitely did i just don't remember i am now aware I of the up. amanda show but that's oh about my it. goodness wow okay <laughs> Well, now that we got our little hot, hot air balloon minute out of the way here at the beginning, um, Taylor, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, your first appearance uh, for the show here, which is very, very exciting. Um, so uh, just talk us through like what your experience has been with Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. How did you catch up? Did you catch up? What's your What was your watching strategy like here? Yeah, so my uh, watching strategy um, kind of as I do was watching like half a season a day. <laughs> just plowing through um but crazy ex-girlfriend wasn't a like show that i would normally gravitate towards until you adam recommended it to me and was like taylor you'll love this you gotta watch it so i did and i did love it and i was pleasantly surprised because again it's like not really the show i would normally go for i'm a big fantasy nerd so like escapism is my thing uh, so, you know, real life, mental health, drama, boy drama, relationship problems, you know, complicated par uh, parental relationships. I can't do English today. Um, you know, it's all it's all very real things that people deal with on a day to day basis. Um, but I really loved it. And I found like, uh, you know, Rachel Bloom and just the entire cast, like they grew on me. And by the end, I was I loved it. I was fully in. So I have been so like happy to be like along with this ride and like become like kind of a part of this weird group of people that love this weird fun show. And yeah, here I am today. Yeah, that's so exciting. Uh, I, I guess this is a very big question because we've, you know, had what, 40, whatever, 50, 60, whatever episodes. Uh, what have been like your standout, you know, characters or moments throughout the series? Because we haven't gotten any takes from you on four seasons. And we're certainly going to talk about this episode as we go through it. But like up until this episode, any like major thoughts? Who are you like rooting for? Who do you love? Anyone you're like maybe not vibing with as much? What are the what are the general sentiments of the show? So I think in the beginning, uh, 
it like Rebecca like needed a moment to grow on me, but I definitely kind of understood where she was coming from. Uh, you know, wanting to like feeling like, oh, you know, life's great, but you know, here's this opportunity for me to like go live out this fantasy that I want and whatever. So it took me a minute to to get to really like Rebecca, but by the end of the show, really loved her and I loved her whole journey. But I think that like Dr. Acopian, uh, Paula's story arc, incredible. Paula, like Queen Paula, I love her so much. Um, Nathaniel, we'll talk about Nathaniel, but Nathaniel is up there on my list. His story arc, great. Love his growth. Um, yeah, I think that some of the like standout moments, I do love the musical numbers, at least most of them. Um, I love that it's this like weird kind of reality mixed with musicals. Like it's, it feels so kind of real in that sense to like, um, kind of make up these, you know, these just make up songs about like different things that happen in your life to like help cope with them, which just feels relatable in some way. Um, so gosh, standout moments. It's hard to not think of the ones that stick with you for the wrong reasons. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Um, but I think that when Rebecca, um, what's the song name? Now I'm forgetting it. Oh, antidepressants are so not a big deal. Yeah. My favorite song, the whole series for sure. Like that whole moment when Rebecca just like, kind of figures things out, like made me so happy, like kind of this full circle that she thing that she goes through. Wonderful. Top moment. Yeah. Uh, we love to see it. We love that you're vibing with the show. We, uh, some of the characters, what a tease with the, uh, we'll talk about Nathaniel. Uh, we have obviously some very conflicting opinions here on this podcast mm -hmm. about uh, Nathaniel and, and the, you know, Greg of it all as we go forward here. Uh, we're pretty, we're pretty universal on Josh, I think. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we'll see how it happens this episode here. Um, and then I guess like the question that maybe the answer is just like timing, but why this episode in particular, were there any other ones in season four that like you were thinking about, or was like this, uh, was this a big one? So obviously the, um, that the moment that I was talking about the episode that has like the antidepressants sort of a deal was a big episode for me, but this episode was just like fun. This episode is very fun. Having like it culminate into the three dates was like, I love this. This yeah. is great. It's drama. It's fun. Like, this is just like, you know, this is the top before the fall, right? So, yeah, I love it. Yeah. Uh, and with one episode left here, uh, there's a big decision to be made. Uh, the other thing I want to do right at the top of this podcast, before we even get into it, the whole premise of this episode is that each guy is taking her on a date. And we'll talk about those dates as we get into it. But I want to know from the panel here, what is the date that you would either take someone on or like to be taken on uh, to make this decision? You can go either way. I don't know that this necessarily has to be like down traditional gender norms like if you want to take some like if you want to say what you would rather be like you know dictating the date like that's fine too um but i'm curious uh if anyone has major thoughts here i'm just gonna say right off the bat mine involves costco in some way we are going to costco. <laughs> there's more there's probably more that will happen after but we're going to costco just as you know uh as an opener 
Mm-hmm. Uh, does anyone, ha- right off the bat, does anyone have any ideas here? Any, you know, thoughts on what your ideal date would be if you had this one opportunity like the three guys do here? So I think that my go-to date for kind of figuring out if I'm like going to vibe with the person is to go on a hike. Not a long oh. hike, but like. <laughs> Adam's already out. Like big, big X card from Adam on that idea. Yeah, sorry. I'm not going either. Great. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but so this is like a method I've used in real life. Taking people uh, uh, to, to a hike. A short hike. 30 minutes. Whole thing. Oh. Right. Yeah, very like easy. Like there and back? Like a full round trip, 30 minutes? Full round trip can be 30 minutes oh, if all okay. you're doing is hiking. And the top of it, the top of this hike, it's up this, it's called Roman's Nose. It's right near me, like out in upstate New York. You get to the top and it's flat rock and you can see the whole valley and it's gorgeous. So you take them up there right before sunset. You sit on the edge of the rocks and you watch the sunset. It's wonderful. Whoa. Okay. It's great. It's perfect. Taylor's talking about this like she's used this multiple times. Like she has have. it in her back <laughs> exactly. pocket, like ready to go. <laughs> this is it's it. absolutely my go-to date. You wow. come meet me in a place that I'm comfortable, where I know people. I get a vibe. If you're good, I'm driving us to the hike. And if you kill me, I mean, bummer. But like, that's what we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna give it a shot. <laughs> I could not have escalated faster. <laughs> oh my god! If you kill me, bummer. I mean, <laughs> that sounds like more than a bummer, honestly. Holy. But I was thinking about that. I was like, okay, well, Absolutely. like you watch the you sunset, sounds great, but then it's dark. Then it's dark yes. on the way back, but and you then, have to hike back in the dark. Or but then you're it's an adventure because you have to go down. So the other side of this hike is a steep hill. And you have to go down. What is the other side? <laughs> it's, it's like a big circle. This hike, you go uh, up one side and just come go down back the other. The same way. You can, but that's no fun. You go down the really <laughs> steep side. Hmm. Boy, right now, the roller coaster. I was like, yeah. hey, I mean, Ta- Taylor really is her D and D character from our Humblewood game. I yeah. feel like. Hey, uh... <laughs> Jeez. I mean, I was out right at the very beginning with hike, and then you got me with 30 minutes. I was like, okay, whatever. 30, it's like a glorified dog walk. Now we're going back in the dark down a steep hill for basically yes. no reason other than to do it. Um, for adventure, adventure, Adam. Adventure. Not a good adventure. Uh, are you, like, bringing anything else with you to this place? Are there, like, is this snacks involved? Are you snacks, doing, like, a fire absolutely. or something? Like, yep, is there... we're okay. 100% bringing sandwiches and, like, a oh. giant bottle of water top so we can, like, eat dinner and watch sunset. Giant and, bottle of water. Well, yeah, that I'm hydrate. I'm hydrate. <laughs> Hydration like, is important. I'm over here like, can water. we make it like a <laughs> freaking margarita mix or something? And Lindy's like, give me the water. <laughs> I think I can't be drinking. It's okay. Craziness. I mean, and, and you lost Adam yet again. Like, there's so many yeah, parts I've of been this. out and in and out and in, and I'm out again. Oh my goodness. Okay. Uh, that sounds pretty good. That's a yeah. great answer for like your, you know, if you had to impress someone and you yes. were choosing the date well, idea. I also have to say, I also make it very clear to people that I own swords. That's a big <laughs> one. <laughs> because listen, because it's either you're in or you're out. If you're like, whoa, this girl's crazy. She has swords. Like, I'm out. Great. Oh, That's I it. thought you were saying that so they wouldn't try to like murder you. Yeah. Yeah. That too. Do you bring that a sword? Do you do, like? Is there are there swords accompanying you on this date? I used to keep my sword in my car. 
I did. <laughs> when I, I was like, <laughs> Imagine getting into a fender bender with someone and they whip out a sword. <laughs> I think such a deep hole, but I'm in a three-year relationship with a person that went through this. So I'm going to say that in the end, like, it works. Uh, is he available for the next podcast? I'm like, we, I think we should have a conversation. <laughs> just, I'm curious about getting his take on this. Okay, okay. I have an idea. Taylor needs to be a guest on our, like, Adam's dating profile podcast <laughs> she's got really, some I know clearly there's something working here i need to invest in a sword let's <laughs> fill in all my secrets for free what am i doing <laughs> these are secrets um <laughs> okay uh lady or todd any ideas here for an, i don't know how to follow that how do we top that I mean, yeah, I mean... i'm so sorry you guys I thought your question originally was um, like, which of the three dates in this episode would we pick? So no, I, I think we'll talk that. about that later. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but in terms of personally, I- I'd have to think about it. If it's like this grand romantic, I've got one chance. I'd oh, I, this is too much pressure to think of it right now. Yeah, and I'm not necessarily like you know a super romantic person, so it's a really, really hard thing for me to think of like the grand gestures. That sort of thing. And, and again, like a lot of that would be like, you know, situational on, on the person. You know, you have to like find out like what, what are they into? What what sort of stuff would they enjoy doing? Like if you're if you're dating someone who would love like a, a hike in the woods and like seeing a sunset, then great. But if you're dating Adam, then you would know that's not what you do with your a uh, with your grand romantic gesture, you know. So I guess in terms of like thinking for me, yeah, I don't know. I'm such like a homebody, you know, but uh I, and again, like the romantic stuff, not really a big thing for me, but I don't know, something like going to like maybe like a, a karaoke place or doing piano, something, oh, something like that. Somebody where, yeah. you know, we can like, like, we can like, like sing a duet together or do mm-hmm. stuff like that, you know. And a gratuitous have... karaoke moment. Exactly. Yes. You know, but <laughs> someone like, they, they know like my, my love of, of like bursting a song for no good reason, despite, and not having to like be like, you know, actually good at it, but just doing mm-hmm. it to, to do it. That sort of thing I think would be like uh, a really fun thing for me, something that I would enjoy having yeah. something like that. Yes. Todd, I was about to slam both you and Lindy for basically not giving answers to the question after Taylor detailed it out, but that's a great answer. Like, truly. Really uh, Julian Piano Bar, karaoke Bar is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, just to put a pin in it, mine is not just Costco. I know, I know. <laughs> Whatever. You go to Costco, you get your supplies for stuff, and then I think, like, my ideal answer is, like, we're going kayaking on a river or a lake Ooh. somewhere. We're, like, getting on water in some way. Uh, and then it's probably ending with like watching some kind of TV outside under something, but then going inside and, you know, and like, we're not ending the night sleeping on dirt is the situation. So sleeping on dirt is the best. No, no, (laughs) no. I don't see you sleeping on that rock, Taylor. I see you walking back (laughs) the adventure the other way. Uh, I don't see a lot of sleeping on the rock going on. So, okay. Uh, we haven't even pretended to talk about the episode yet. Uh, (laughs) which we should probably do uh, here at some point. So this is the penultimate episode of Craziest Girlfriend, season four, episode, uh, I didn't even write it down. 16. Mm -hmm. Uh, Without any further ado at the 20-minute mark, Lindy, take it away. All right. This one is called I Have a Date Tonight. 
Um, and as always, this season, we'll start with the theme song. Um, so before we get into this specific ending, Taylor, just in general, what do you think of the season four theme song? And also, how does it compare for you to the other three theme songs? Because we you know, haven't heard your thoughts on those yet. So I have to say, I don't know if this is a hot take or not, but I think that the season four theme song is my favorite one. <laughs> I think that I think yeah. it is. I think that it's is. Yeah. a little bit of a hot take. A little bit of a hot take. So I do like the other ones, but um, I think I don't really like the season two theme song. Uh, oh. <laughs> season <laughs> season one is fun. I feel like it's a little long. Um, and three. Honestly, unless I like remind myself of it, it's a little forgettable for me. So I don't know. Four for some reason. It's like short enough. It has a catchy tune. And some of those end some of the, the lines at the end are bad, but some of them are funny. And I do enjoy some of them. So I think that season four is my favorite theme song. Wow. Fair enough. I mean Everyone here has, you know, differing opinions, so we'll I feel take like it. We've pretty consistently had guests come on and say they did not enjoy the season two theme song, which I think is hilarious I know. every time because Lindy loves it so much. Like that is one of my favorite bits that, like, I, I have no part in. <laughs> this is the guest trolling Lindy. It's amazing. I, you I message feel like them it... beforehand and tell them to say, "I don't I like." Season yeah, two. yeah. I did pay Taylor to say that, so <laughs> it's cool. I just put a down payment on a new, a new sword for her, so it's, there we go. it's a whole, yeah. it's a whole thing. Um, but yes, yeah, so this um, episode it ends with other Rebecca is getting her hair touched up, and our Rebecca says, "See, perfection is an illusion." And then someone comes to like touch up her hair, and she's like, "Oh, did I have a thing? Thank you. I could feel it. Yeah, right there." <laughs> so, what did we think of this one, Todd? I like this one. I, I liked Rebecca like inserting herself in it, and the, the whole build of the whole thing's been like you know perfection's an illusion just because she looks like she's put together on the outside, but it, on the inside she's this mess that we've seen all season long. I don't know if that really makes the whole season long gag work for me, but at least like okay, there's a point because like uh, spoiler alert, this is the last time we hear the theme song and get one of these lines uh, this season. There's not one in the finale. So this is our last one. So this is like putting a button on the whole thing. I think as a button on like the idea of all this is this other person looks put together. And that's why this theme song people swing back to her. But then she's not. It's still not great for me. Like I like the theme song itself without the line at the end. But out of all of them, I think this one maybe works the best for me. I don't think it's like particularly funny, but I feel like the message of it works for me a little bit. Uh, this was just another nothing burger for me. Uh, you know, <laughs> it was there. I was like, okay, let's get on with the episode. Who's got time for this? I think yeah, that's I liked where I it. landed. <laughs> I liked it. I thought it was great. Not maybe great is like too strong of an emotion, but I think <laughs> I think it was it was good. It's fine. I think I'm with Adam here. I just I'm I just like okay, let's get to the episode. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh my god! Wow, agreement That's between the, Adam and this Lindy. is our first bullet on the note, and and Lady and I are in agreement. I'm <laughs> sure it's happening. Uh, that will that will stop really soon. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I, I can what? almost guarantee <laughs> that by date two, the agreement will no longer be happening. I can mm -hmm. almost guarantee. Yes, definitely let's enjoy it while it lasts. <laughs> 
All right. So getting into the episode, uh, we start at West Covina Roasters. Uh, not a place we've been often, maybe once. Um, but Dr. Copian is here. She's getting a candy cane drink to treat herself. Uh, but of course, we see Rebecca slowly slide out from behind her, creepily smiling. And Rebecca says, I retired from stalking, but you never lose the skills. <laughs> Poor Copes. She's just uh, always so bad going for through this it. <laughs> So Rebecca is there to ask her if she watches The Bachelor and she tells Dr. Copian about this three-date plan. It's like The Bachelor. It's bad, right? Do you forbid me from doing this? And to Rebecca's surprise, Dr. Copian thinks, well, maybe this will be helpful. Like, there's no big harm in it. And Rebecca's like, good. I, I said I'd do it <laughs> and decide by next Thursday. So, um, And Dr. Copian points out that that is Valentine's Day, which is a very appropriate uh, for this whole plan. And Rebecca says, it's apt, right? It's rather apt. <laughs> so apt. Yes. And Dr. Copian asks for her morning back. And Rebecca's like, oh, yeah, okay. I'll see you at our appointment later today. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe she had an appointment later, but she had to stalk Dr. Copian to ask this right now. It's important, Lindy. She has to get, she has to get advice <laughs> on what to do about this. Uh, I will say I was a little surprised that Dr. Copian seemed to be in somewhat support of this idea. Not that it's like a terrible idea, but like, I feel like we have, we have much more seen Dr. Copian be like, Rebecca, what are you doing, girl? Like what's mm -hmm. going on here? And that was not really what happened here. Yeah. I was, I was definitely surprised as well, but I, I like the idea. Like she's like, so you're going to this with open eyes. You're being mindful. You're using the tools that you've given. It's consensual between all of you. You've talked to that. You've thought it through. So I like that it is being coached in those terms of, yeah, and you're, you've thought things through and it is something you're using to maybe clarify your, your feelings. And so from that point of view, yeah, it does make sense. But I agree that I was not expecting Dr. Copian to agree to this so quickly. Mm -hmm. There's a part of it, the, of me that's like, she just really wanted to enjoy her candy cane mocha and get Rebecca <laughs> out of there. Yeah. Which is relatable. For sure. Uh, yeah. yeah, she's like, this This meeting is not going, paying email towards my kayak. I don't need yes. to be doing this right now. Oh my god. She likes kayaking too. Wait a minute. Oh. <laughs> Adam, she's married to Dr. Copian. <laughs> I know, I know. She's also probably a little old for me, but that's okay. <laughs> we'll just, it'll be fine. We'll kayak, we'll, we'll have separate kayaks. Hey, go. No double kayaks. Also, uh, shout out to her. Holiday drinks, specifically peppermint mochas, are freaking delicious. Uh, good on her for drinking them. Yeah, love it. I also, I've never heard anybody say candy cane mocha. So I, I don't know if she, like, can't say, is, like, peppermint mocha, like, hmm. I don't know, a thing somewhere that, that can't, can't be said? Or is it, this just a West Covina thing? Candy cane mocha. I've also never heard of a candy cane mocha, but I... Hmm. I'm intrigued. Like, what if there are little right? bits of crushed up candy cane on the, like the, you know, top of the whipped cream? I will say, I like looking at it on the top of the whipped cream. There was just this big, like, slosh of red. So there I don't was. know. <laughs> yeah. Was it like a liquid? I, don't, I guess I didn't look that like closely. Was it like a liquid, like drizzle? You think, or was it, it more like a crushed like up thing? Okay. Yeah. Was it in so the shape I of a candy cane? 
No. no. It was oh, just like okay. Well, it was not artistic. Yeah. No, the 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 you know the whipped cream was like melted and like just that. Okay. Well, that barista was having a long day. It's fine. We don't need to. It's it's fine. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> this fictional barista was yeah. <laughs> under <laughs> pressure. Okay. Well, I mean, Doctor Kobian did come in and be like, "Do you guys still have your holiday drinks? It's girl. It's almost Valentine's Day." What's a good point? <laughs> Wait, are you February. saying that they should not have holiday drinks in February? Everyone knows that they. Everyone knows that Valentine's Day is the end of the holiday season. As January said. is like the end of the holiday. No, 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 no. It was made very explicitly clear in the show that Valentine's Day was the end of the end of the season, the holiday season to be exact. And so, plus, you know what? Holiday drinks year round. Why am I only allowed to freaking drink? pumpkin drinks in uh the fall and uh peppermint drinks in the winter makes no sense allow me to drink them all the time wouldn't it be amazing to have like a nice iced peppermint mocha in like august no i think the magic of seasonal <laughs> drinks is that they're seasonal just like oh, the seasons my goodness <laughs> So night it's a it's a blistering hot day on the fourth no. of July, and I am drinking a, an ice. Pe- oh my god, that would be the dream. <laughs> okay, well, Adam, no one is stopping you. Like, no, you can make Lindy, one. Lindy, here's the thing: I do that. Like, I, I'm I'm just saying I want to be able to go out and order them in public and make sure other people know that I am drinking them at that time of the year. <laughs> That's like half the reason to order those statement. drinks in public because anyone can make them. I'm uh, literally almost every day I make like a different holiday drink at my house. But like, you know, if you're going out, I want to be able to like go to Starbs or to Dunkies and get one of those like special holiday drinks and then like tote them around as you a sign. You want to flaunt it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Always, Lindy. Do you not know me? I want to flaunt it all the time. Yeah. Come on. Well, I can't say I'm surprised, but I think this is a you problem. I think. Well. <laughs> No one is stopping you from drinking Wouldn't them. Wouldn't it be so. good though? Like, why? What is the downside of being able to order the holiday drinks year round? Like, what are we trying? Is it is it really Taylor the magic of the season? Yes, absolutely, <sighs> it is. At least, yeah. I, at least for me. Listen, I'm a fool. Like, live your life and be happy. So, if that's what makes you happy, then you should be able to do that. Hmm. Again, Adam has admitted he can do it. I do. Yes. Yeah. You just it's already don't something that happened. So that's not the issue here. No, I just yes. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll, okay, I'll figure it out. Maybe I'll yeah, just anyway. <laughs> figure it out. I have yeah. Yeah, yeah. But Adam's philosophy is when you have holiday drinking your gut, you gotta strut. So that's a there you yeah. Go. <laughs> there it is. Talking about nowhere with that. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. So on her way out, Rebecca does this bit with like this big chair. She like gets in it. She's like, oh, I'm a little woman in this big chair. And it's like, it's so unnecessary to the episode. But it was so funny to me. I loved it. I did too. So random. It's so incredibly random. It's like all Dr. Cope wants is her morning back. And Rebecca can't can't leave her in peace has to do one last bit out the door and we all know we all love bits in in this group but still (laughs) and then she yells bunching of copes back again as she walks out the door scatting out the door yeah (laughs) great so then we go to white josh and the three uh dates for rebecca so greg nathaniel and josh uh they are setting some ground rules for these dates that they're about to go on White Josh suggests a spending limit, which Nathaniel thinks is not fair. Um, But Josh is totally on board for this $50 spending limit. 
I have thoughts here about well, let, let's let's talk about the other restriction as well because okay. I want to talk about these together. So the other restriction, Nathaniel suggests everyone should keep their shirts on, which of course Josh does not like that. Uh, but White Josh says that that is a good idea. Um, so that's the second thing. And then they wonder what is Greg's advantage here? <laughs> what yeah. does it take away from him? I, I still, what, and there's Greg. Whose advantage is? <laughs> yeah, like, what's your thing again? What do you do that's good? Yeah, his advantage is the thing he's just better than the other ones. He's just straight up better. <laughs> he's just straight up better than the other two. Okay, so these restrictions that they're putting on the fifty dollar. No one could hear that boo, Lindy, but I saw. I think I saw it. I don't. Uh, did anyone else hear it? Do you guys? Did hear I Lindy boo? Boo? What are you talking about? I oh, booed. Oh, it was Taylor. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. I thought you were booing, Lindy. I don't when know. When have I ever booed you? Don't. I've don't disagreed make, with you. Don't make me check the tape. I, the, I check the tape. Roll it back. We're like, I've never what, 65 booed. episodes in. I guarantee you booed me at some point. <laughs> guarantee it. Um, <laughs> okay. These two restrictions here. A $50 spending limit and Josh can take your shirt off. Uh, the taking your shirt off, what a stupid thing to implement. It's not like the other two are like lacking in their uh, chest department. Like I think Nathaniel's fine. He like goes to the gym and whatever, like I, whatever. The $50 spending limit is where I call foul on the play. This is ridiculous. This is one of the things, I, I, you know, I'm not like opposed to trying to equalize this out in some way, but part of the benefit that Rebecca would be getting by dating Nathaniel is that he is someone with a very stable job a very substantial career in a lucrative field that is like, uh, there's a lot of job security there. That's just straight up not something she's going to be getting with Josh. And like, I'm not saying that needs to be entirely reflected in the date. Like don't ship her off to, you know, Paris and have a whatever, don't spend millions of dollars. But like at the same time, this is something that Nathaniel has outside of this one date that Rebecca could have access to that Josh wouldn't. So I, I call foul on the play here for this $50 spending limit, especially because you can't do shit for $50. $50 <laughs> is like nothing. That is not a meal. First hey, of all, you can't yeah. buy a meal for $50. That's nothing. If you're trying to like rent something, if I was trying to rent kayaks, I don't think I could do it for $50. Like there's no way you can't yeah. do anything for $50. Hey, this is ridiculous. You can get Bernie's rainbow hot air balloon package. Yeah. <laughs> Which also. Well, and I'm out. So Yeah. When we like talk about that, we need to talk about these prices because that is not. not Makes no thing. sense. I, so I have beef with these restrictions. I think this is ridiculously unfair, uh, and I do not like it. I'm upset. <laughs> I actually have to agree. I think that, like, if these dates are going to be, like, uh, you know, authentic and, like, realistic to some degree, and they're showing their true selves in whatever way to Rebecca, if Nathaniel does too much and Rebecca doesn't like it, then that makes it easier for her to pick. Like, I think that like they need they should be able to kind of do what's like within their means and be themselves. I agree. Yeah. Disadvantage is my uh my Nathaniel, so <laughs> you're Nathaniel. Oh my gosh. Things are getting intense over there, lady. <laughs> my goodness. Well we'll get there, but you know what? This episode Made me feel that way. I was like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So they decide that uh, White Josh says that Greg's advantage is you're good at little remarks and comments. And Nathaniel's <laughs> like, oh yeah, ladies love remarks and comments. And they go nuts for a side. 
But Greg is unfazed. He's like, next to you two, I lose every day of the week. Or do I? (laughs) Is is that when YG goes, oh, heating up. (laughs) I love Greg's confidence here because, like, this must be such a slap in the face that, like, the other two are like, your advantage is this. You have this going for your advantage is this. You have this going for you. Greg, uh, I guess you're here. Uh, (laughs) And he's, like, still confident through it all because, you know what? They're meant to be together and they are perfect together. No, no need for advantages or mm. lavish situations or uh shirt expositions. Uh no need for any of that. Uh they're meant to be. Expositions? Yeah, I don't know. I was trying to come up with like a long word and I just I couldn't get there. Maybe exhibition. Maybe that was probably the word you're you're aiming mm-hmm. for. Otherwise, he's like just like expositing about the shirts that he does and doesn't wear. So. <laughs> that, I mean, that might have. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> who knows? So we will see how those dates go. Um, but first, we have Paula meeting Valencia and Heather for breakfast at home base. Um, apparently, Kevin has some new breakfast specials, which which sounds good. I mean, we all love breakfast, right? Yes, absolutely. Um, and Paula is saying that she can't do the girl group lunches anymore because now she actually has to show up to work. I also <laughs> can't drive carpool, watch TV, or take a bath during the day anymore. Man. Tragic. Yeah, that's tough. Gotta, gotta suck. It must be hard to go from, you know, <laughs> from white feather mountaintop <laughs> to a normal job because they could do whatever they wanted <laughs> over there. Mm-hmm. Um. So Valencia wants to talk about, you know, Rebecca's dates, but Paula doesn't really want to. She's like, I learned a long time ago that Rebecca's dating life is not my entertainment. Uh, (laughs) So Valencia's like, okay, like, uh, we'll talk about it and you can listen. And Valencia's like, who do you think she'll pick? And Paula just screams, Josh! (laughs) (laughs) She cannot help herself here. Um, so Paula's reasoning for Josh is there's an incredible history there. He's evolved now, but Heather's like, no, it's gotta be Nathaniel. He became a decent person. Also, he's so hot. And Valencia's like, let's talk about change. Greg is practically a different actor now. And of course, I mean that in the political and legal sense. (laughs) Yeah, that seems like the only plus that Greg has going for him, I guess. (laughs) What? <laughs> Are we watching the same show? They have such chemistry. Excuse me. Taylor, let's get into this. Uh, yeah. Like, what were your thoughts on Greg originally? And have they changed, you know, with the return of Greg? Very mm-hmm. much so. I, I'll say I liked Greg when Greg showed up. I was like, okay, this is a complicated character. But also, I did not appreciate if Greg is Josh's best friend. Mm. what in the world is he doing going after Rebecca in the first place what is this friendship never in my life would I go after my like my best friend's girl no Wait, way what do you mean in the first place when when specifically are you upset when Greg went after Rebecca was it before or after Josh left her at the altar fair enough listen Josh <laughs> Josh is just Josh. Before that, Josh was with Valencia. I know. There's there's just so much. Okay. Listen. A- again, Greg, fine in the beginning, honestly. But I was so happy for him. He's going to go to college. He's getting clean. I was like, great. Yeah. Greg, go live your life. Greg is gone. When Greg showed up again, I was like, 
Are you kidding me, man? Are you kidding? What are you doing with your life, Greg? What are we doing here? What? Did you know it was going to happen? Did you know he was coming back? I felt it happening, but when it was the guy, I was like, wait a minute. (laughs) What is happening here? He's continuing his family legacy and running the family business of the restaurant. Appreciate Greg as a separate entity. He should not be involved in Rebecca's love life. Yes, we love to hear this. I hate everything that's happening right now. Thank you, Taylor. Oh my God. Greg is great. Listen, I like, honestly, like a lot of Greg's takes, like the song about how he hates everything. Wonderful. I love that song. It was great. Like relatable. I liked Greg. Doesn't need to be involved with Rebecca. We need to get Martha back on the podcast. This is... <laughs> Martha, number one Greg fan oh on the planet. <laughs> Taylor, you should have been here earlier in the season because no. <laughs> it was rough here for a while. Everyone's like, I love new Greg. And I'm like, what is everyone talking about? He's amazing. Everyone should love Greg. The chemistry. Why is he amazing? There's no chemistry. What no. do you mean there's no chemistry? They're just like, so. oh my God, they're so good together. Even this they're episode like proves it. They're like friends. They don't. There's no like. Bro, listen, I I'm like here ready. I'm just gonna say it. I, clearly, I'm here for Nathaniel. Okay. Oh my clearly God. here for Nathaniel. Yes. Ooh. Clearly. Ooh. We are so happy you're here. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Again, Greg. Great. He shouldn't be in this competition. I I think. I'm okay with him being in the competition. Josh should not be in the competition. (laughs) But Nathaniel should be the winner. Yes. I think we can all agree Josh should not be in the competition. Okay. I'm maybe going to come out high on Josh's episode. Josh's day was better than Nathaniel's. That's all I'm going to say. Whoa. (gasps) I know. Yep. I know we're not there yet, but I have to say say something because there's too much pro Nathaniel shit happening right now. I have to shut that down. There was so much pro Nathaniel that you had to say something pro Josh. I have never, I would never say that coming. Wow. Desperate times, Lindy. Desperate times. All right. Well, we'll get into the specifics of the dates as as they come in the episode, but back to this conversation. Um, Even Valencia is like, let's not forget Josh left her at the altar. Heather wants to circle back to Nathaniel, but Paula says, Nathaniel made a Tanya out of my Rebecca. It's Josh. I would put money on it. And Heather's like, I would put actual cash American hard currency dollars <laughs> on it being Nathaniel. <laughs> I love this. Um, I do just want to circle back to one little comment in there. How quickly we forget the the, the whole cheating thing with Nathaniel and uh, Rebecca. How, qu- how quickly we are able to move past that is all I'm going to say. Pretty quick. Listen, Nathaniel has an arc and he has flaws and is a complex character with flaws and pros and cons. And he is a changed man by the end of this. Someone having flaws does not mean I should choose them or should be rooting for them. It's fine if they have flaws. Nathaniel's flaws are out on the table. I I love it. What do you mean? Greg has been dealing with his flaws since season one. That's why he went to rehab. And he should have stayed... Why, then why is he coming back to Rebecca? Because he Rebecca... overcame them. You want to talk about an arc, Taylor? Rebecca hasn't. Rebecca hasn't figured this out. This isn't about them. Rebecca. This is about the guys that we're picking. We even Rebecca. Oh my god. This is this really is like something. what would happen if Lindy actually fought for her boy points of view here. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm 
I'm sorry. Are you seriously suggesting <laughs> that I do not fight for my points of view? Are you serious? <laughs> I don't know. I felt like I had to just throw a hail mary. Tell me you're <laughs> serious right now. It didn't land. Because look, Adam badmouthed me and Todd on the Mythic Quest podcast and said that me and Todd yes. are fancy fans or tins, but that could not be further from the truth. Uh, I will just say I had complete support of Jess in that statement. But okay, I'll say it was wrong. It was inaccurate. <laughs> okay. So, so you're saying that Jess Sterling was wrong. I just want to be very clear because she's going to come on in the next instance. episode. Okay. Yes, I don't have to agree about every single thing. Mm -hmm. I still think she's incredible and amazing okay that oh, one there it is. okay there we go <laughs> <laughs> here you insult somebody there with a is. gentle soul adam get out of here wait what lindy lindy i've known you for about 45 minutes <laughs> and you're my new best friend and yeah. we're in this together thank you Man, remember those good times when we hated the season two theme song <laughs> <laughs> wow i remember those Man. times <laughs> And we haven't even gotten to like date two, which I thought I we haven't even really gotten to day one. <laughs> not a day one yet, no, <laughs> I know that's what I'm saying. <laughs> All right, well, back to the episode. This is great. Okay, um, so yes, they're talking about betting. Heather says she'll put money on this, and Valencia would too on Greg. And then, like, everyone we know comes over to the table <laughs> like Jim and Tim, Kevin, Sunil, Daryl, George. AJ, Mrs. Hernandez, everyone starts crowding around this table and wants to start betting on the outcome of these dates. George says he's so excited. I like to bet my entire life on Nathaniel. Nathaniel. <laughs> so loyal to Nathaniel. He's so loyal. <laughs> everyone is putting, pulling out money, cash, everything. And then Hector and White Josh walk in. And White Josh is like, stop. These are people with feelings and you're using them to make money? And then we get the first song of this episode, Love's Not a Game. Uh, so let's start with Adam. What do you think of this one? I really loved this song. I thought it was so much fun getting the full ensemble cast here. Uh, I love when they give us these songs that don't really have like the lead characters, but give us just a ton of others. Uh, great homage. Uh, Todd might be able to back me up on this. I heard a lot of like guys and dolls with this song oh, as well. This is just so like a, guys yeah, and dolls. It's just, all just the like way right there, which I loved. Um, we also had that other call, uh, the call, but there was another song that they referenced there as well. Um, the, the lyrics were very witty and clever. I loved all of it. The, the choreography was great. I thought it lasted kind of a while, which I actually really appreciated because they kind of let all these characters have a little bit of a moment to get in there. Um, and the topic is so fun too. Like this whole idea of like everyone getting involved in their dating life felt very, well, maybe it's just me because I am a very nosy person and I love to be involved <laughs> in these kind of things. But like betting on friends dating lives, I love it. Like this is so much fun. Uh, this is great. I Like probably one of the top songs of the season thus far. I agree wholeheartedly. It is one of my favorite songs of the show. I'm a huge Guys and Dolls fan. Uh, it's like one of the first like musicals I really got into as a kid. Like I checked out the the album from the public library and just like listened to it like nonstop. Uh, and uh, very much like Luck Be a Lady Night, especially like the very beginning, whenever he's like doing his whole thing about you should be betting on people, you know, like the whole rhythm and tone of that is very much like the intro to Luck Be a Lady. But, you know, I love that Why Joe gets like kind of like a, a showcase song. Uh, he hasn't really gotten a, he hasn't got a chance to sing a whole lot 
on the show, you know, a little bit, but I mean, he's like, he's someone who's actually been on Broadway. And so the fact that he finally got a chance to really have a chance to do kind of like a Broadway-esque number, I was like, automatically a huge fan of that. It's a very big guys and dolls pastiche that wasn't just shamelessly ripping off the song, which is like reminds of songs. The dancing was all great. And like Adam said, like all the, having all the actors, all the characters getting to have their little bits popping in and out is just one of my favorite songs of the show. Yep. I'm going to throw in my just same here. Very much same. I loved it. Like the music was great. The the dancing, the choreography was great. I loved Paula. Like having her little tap dance moment was amazing coming down the line. I loved it. It was great. Yeah. I mean, totally agree with everything. Love the big group number that involves so many of our favorite characters here. And I, again, also loved the length of the song. It felt like really grand and a great song for the penultimate episode of the show. Um, so after we get this song, we have Daryl explaining this board that they've got set up to Valencia. You know, it's got all the odds on it. Um, right now, Nathaniel's on the top, then Josh, then Greg. But of course, that's going to shift as they get more information about the dates. Um, Greg actually walks in with Hector and Kevin turns off the screen so he doesn't see it. Um, Greg doesn't really have much plan for his date at this point, And Hector is trying to convince him to do something like really great. Um, then we see Paula walks in with Tommy for his baseball game. And she's very proud of herself uh, for being a working mom and doing this too, being on top of everything. And there's this sign up sheet for Tommy's uh, banquet dinner. Um, and Paula's like, oh, I'll just sign up for something easy like cutlery. And another mom comes over and she's like, do you really think plastic cutlery is still available? I got here at 9 a.m. and I had to sign up to make kosher scones it is so funny this other woman apparently slept outside overnight (laughs) so that she could get you know the easiest thing paula runs over to the list and the only thing left is salmon for 60 Mm -mm. that's that's a lot of salmon (laughs) that's a lot of salmon this is for like a kid's like baseball team. <laughs> like, what are we doing here? Kids love salmon, Taylor. What can I say? You know, apparently, do they? Because you know, because you know, when I was a kid, that one thing I wanted was just tons of salmon. That's what I always ask my parents for. Mommy, Daddy, can I please have some more salmon? You know, it's like like the go to meal for kids, right? Right. I like that sure. you went to the accent for that like, kid's <laughs> voice thing. Yeah, you look really immersive there, Todd. I like it. Really taking us back to a young uh, young Todd's childhood there. <laughs> Salmon yeah. is what you get at like a red lobster when you're like 10. And like you don't know what else to get. Like because you, your mom's like, don't. Yes. <laughs> at least little Taylor was. Little, little Taylor and current Taylor can't do crustaceans. I know. I'm sorry, I can't do it yet. I'm not wow. there. I'm wow. not there. The, and I know. the rift between Adam and Taylor just grows wider and wider <laughs> as wow. the episode unfolds. Well, question: Is there something we can agree on that the biscuits at Red Lobster? Are oh, incredible? the cheddar bay biscuits. Really? Yes, cheddar, cheddar bay biscuits, biscuits will get you there. Let me tell you. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> that, that is a I've part actually... of my ideal date, right there. It's, it's yes. eating the cheddar bay biscuits. Uh, um, <laughs> I love it. I've actually never been a big fan of the cheddar bay biscuits. <gasps> what? God. Uh, yeah, I yeah. I just throw that out there so that everyone can turn against me for a moment. But it, it's true. 
I think they're fine, but I've never understood why people have been like so. Okay, like... that was worse than you saying you didn't like them. But see, you saying they're fine is the worst thing you could possibly say. About <laughs> I would rather you actively hate them. <laughs> I do not believe uh, they're so delicious, Todd. Is it the what part of it doesn't work for you? The fact that it's like hot and delicious and moist, or the fact that like the topping, <laughs> yeah, is we, so we know. You know, like, I hate I hate delicious food. That's that's what it is. Right I'm there. starting to think just, so, Todd. I don't just know. Like, just like you hate fun, I hate delicious. I do food. hate fun. Yeah, <laughs> famously. Oh my gosh. Uh, what were we even talking about? Oh, like the potluck <laughs> thing situation. Uh, I will say kudos for there being some kind of like sign up sheet for a potluck because I have been to multiple potlucks where it's just friggin'. Uh, I haven't said this word in ages, but it's like YOLO, bring whatever you want. I actually hate myself for YOLO. saying that. Why did you um, say YOLO, YOLO in this great. situation? I don't know, because it was just like whatever. Like there's no agenda. Everyone just bring whatever you want, like no sign ups or anything like that. And then it's and then it's mayhem because everyone's bringing like either the same thing or you have a pollock that has no. It's just as, there needs there does need to be a sign up sheet, but 60 servings of salmon should not yeah, be on it. Never in my life have I seen a sign up sheet for a pollock and never. Never once. Yeah. No Here's way. the problem. Like, there should be a sign-up sheet, but it should be way more general. It should be, you yeah. know, like, the cutlery, the plates, whatever. And then, like, you know, entree one, entree two, dessert, salad, whatever. Yeah. So there should yeah. be categories, but not kosher scones. Salmon for 60. <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah. everyone should invite me to your potlucks because I will bring the best charcuterie board ever, and then it'll be great. So just, like, yes. throwing that out there. Absolutely. All of you who are near me that are having potluck frequently, just throw me the invite, just you know? Let yeah. Adam know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll be there. So Greg asks Paula if everything is okay. And she's like, I don't have time to talk. So she like rushes off and Greg is telling Hector, well, it's not like she doesn't like me, though we have had our ups and downs. And we get these flashbacks to moments from throughout the show. Paula says, don't go out with Greg. Greg is just a whiny little bitch. You're mm -hmm. sleeping with Greg? <laughs> Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all of these moments i love that they flash back to them um yeah paula has uh many times been vocally against greg mm -hmm. for good reason yeah what do you mean for good reason? <laughs> i was literally wait wait i was literally about to say the reason why she is against greg is the stupidest thing ever like her reasoning is terrible it was originally because she thought that rebecca and josh were supposed to be together that's why she was anti-greg you're supporting that line of logic no i just wanted to get that reaction <laughs> <laughs> You got it. It's here. Yeah. Paula's reasoning is terrible. <laughs> I just hate it so much. And I will also just say, as like a, a you know a more real comment here about Paula uh, and her story this episode, we only have two episodes left. It, I will say it kind of feels bad that this is what Paula is doing in the penultimate episode of the series. <laughs> like I feel like we could be, I feel like we could be giving Paula a little bit more here at the end of the series than. Oh, my kid's baseball team has a meeting and I have to figure out a way to get a bunch of salmon. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like Paula yeah. deserves a little bit better of a final storyline here in the penultimate episode. Yeah, it is a strange thing to throw into the mix. The salmon storyline is like a little bit interesting for sure. Yeah, but I do. I think it's there more to serve Greg's story than Paula's story, though. It's yeah. not necessarily really a Paul because. We don't really see a whole lot of fallout of it that other than how it impacts Greg and his plans for date and all. So I no, but like that's the point, right? Like yeah. that's that's what I'm trying to say. Is yeah. like it's not even like her. I feel like she deserves better for a penultimate episode for like arguably the second 
main character of the series, depending on you know how you look at it. I agree. I always have this, like, I always forget exactly what the storyline is, but I have this weird memory of, like, okay, there's, like, fish in, like, Paula's new office. Like, what was that again? <laughs> like, <laughs> um, yeah, it's not very, it's not great, but uh, Hector is telling Greg, like, you need to get in with Paula, like, you're in a tight race here, and that could tip it. Uh, so Greg is going to think about that. Um, okay, here we are at date number one. Um, only took us an hour to get here, so... <laughs> Uh, so day number one is with Josh. Wait, before we start, I just want to ask, how do you think they decided the order? Ooh, because I feel like there's an advantage oh. to yeah. the order here. Where would you want to go? Where what, what number would you want to be? I feel like you want to go last. Yeah, definitely last. Because then you could have heard what the other people did. And also you're the last person on Rebecca's mind. Mm-hmm. I feel Agreed. like the the pro well okay then the other, I guess the other question I have is are these like uh, three consecutive days as well like is this like Friday Saturday Sunday dates one two and three or uh, is there time between these dates because if it's three consecutive days I do not want to go last I it don't think they're consecutive no. I think there was some space hmm. yep I feel like I'd want to go first like mm -hmm. really set the high bar uh, I think. I don't think I would want to go first. I do think there is some value in being able to to know what the first person did and try to try to, you know, up them. Yeah, you might set the a high bar, but that you're setting a bar that other people can look at and go, oh, well, they did that. Well, I gotta up my game now and then really try to step it up. So I think uh, being first, you might have that good first impression, but then you're you know, kind of like showing your cards to the others who can then try and plan to top it. So I think that could be uh a little bit of a disadvantage. Maybe this is being overconfident, but I also feel like placement wouldn't matter. And you shouldn't care what the other people do. Because if you're confident and you love for Beck in the situation, and you're going to be yourself on this date, do what you're going to do regardless, then it shouldn't matter. And honestly, uh, I think that Greg being last, I uh, Served to be disadvantaged because he let Hector get in his head and Paula get in his head. Yes. And he started like trying to do a, uh, you know, stuff that's not him, mm -hmm. you know? So, and I think if they had gone on that date, I don't think things would have gone well on that date because it wouldn't have been Greg. It would have been Greg trying to do things that aren't him and it wouldn't have rang true. And, I think if ultimately, even if it like did sway Rebecca's joy, like, oh, well, Greg's being romantic now. Like I always dreamed it would be back in the, you know, season one days, but that's not who Greg is. And if she picked him because of that, then there would be like a road to heartbreak whenever, oh, the person that you were or when we were dating isn't the person that you are now that we're together. You know, uh, you know, that they ever got married, suddenly like, oh, everything I did to catch you, that's not what I'm doing now. I I know relationships where that has happened and it's not great. So mm -hmm. exactly. All right. So this first date with Josh, um, they leave their apartment. Of course, they live together at this time. Um, and Josh has set up a tent outside. Uh, there's a campfire there. So it's reminiscent of summer camp, obviously, where they met. Um, Josh says he's trying to bring them full circle. Like there's this feeling of destiny with us. And they go in the tent and reminisce about times at camp. And Josh brings out this star projector. 
uh, that project stars on the ceiling of the tent. Rebecca says, gasp. And she's clearly touched by this. They kiss. And the next morning, you know, they wake up cuddling in the tent. And, you know, Rebecca looks at Josh's face and, you know, snuggles up with him. So let's talk about this date. Yeah. Adam, as the pro Josh date person, <laughs> <laughs> you start us off. I'm not gonna lie to you. I really liked it. I had to like get away from the fact that like it was Josh Chan doing it, and I think once you ignore that element of it, I actually think that he did a really good job here. I was impressed. I almost don't believe that he was the one that actually pulled this off, and he must have had help from someone. But whatever. Um. I thought I did really good. Uh, my only complaint, uh, I would would have loved to have seen like a mattress topper in the tent. Like, give me something there that's like a, basically a, a full bed in the tent, and then like we're in a really good spot. But other than that, I really liked it. Uh, I feel like hot dogs over the fire is like really fun. Like that's a great vibe. Like that's you know that's that's really good stuff. Um, I don't know. I I really liked it. I don't know that it was like. It was it was the best date that we saw play out. I, I thought it was really good. I also thought it was great. Uh, I don't think it was my favorite, but I did like it a lot. This would be like a pretty ideal date with a person that I was probably like already with if I wasn't like having to, you know, do what Rebecca's doing, which I don't know if this is like this not really a normal situation. Um, Wait, uh, whoa, 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 Taylor, you haven't done this? You haven't gone? <laughs> you, Wild, right? You haven't done the reverse Mamma Mia and gone on these <laughs> here? Yeah. No. Instead of figuring out who is your father, you're figuring out who is the father out of the three. Or who is going to be, you know? Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. So, I guess this is a cute idea. I do like, like, Josh kind of bringing the summer camp to their, like, backyard i guess quote unquote but i'm surprised adam that you didn't bring up that they're using sticks to cook those hot dogs yeah it's a really a shame it's really a shame that they're it's using not dirty sticks out there to dirty sticks it yeah. is fun you that's the whole part of being outside and going quote unquote camping which i this is not this is like camping in your backyard which is not like real camping but are you gatekeeping camping taylor not gatekeeping camping <laughs> It's as camping is still in the name, okay? But it's backyard camping. It's yeah. a specific thing, right? Okay. Sure. They're using sticks and it's great. I have to admit, I don't know where they got these sticks from. Yeah. Because <laughs> there was a part of me that was like, are those metals? I, I like I could I only watched it once <laughs> and I didn't bother to like zoom in or whatever. Uh just like as a PSA from Adam to the people, don't use <laughs> dirty sticks to cook your food. Oh uh, yeah, a PSA from Taylor: Use sticks no. when you're camping <laughs> you, if to you're, cook marshmallows, hot dogs, anything that you're cooking. If you're sticks. using dirty sticks to cook your food, you're just going to eat dirty food, and that's no one is interested in that. So use, you know, get one of the invest like two dollars into one of those little or invest zero dollars and find a stick and make an adventure out of it. What is this adventure? You keep saying adventure. Like finding go, a stick is an adventure. It is. Adam, you go out into the woods and you find the perfect marshmallow roasting stick. <laughs> it is the whole thing. It's wonderful. But 
regardless. Anyway, uh, yeah. I, I'm I'm happy that this conversation I've heard you two have multiple times <laughs> in the past is now recorded for posterity. So everyone has now gotten to take part in the the stick uh, stick uh, conversation. Yeah. Um, but, I think it's I think it's a good date. I think it's a uh, pretty good. My I think my biggest issue with it in terms of like them trying to prove why they should be with Rebecca is Josh uh, uh, relying on the it feels like destiny we feel like destiny idea yeah. which is a kind of a thing that Rebecca has been trying to break herself from believing in destiny believing it's meant to be believing in any of that um, so I, I kind of dislike you know leaning on that and I think between this episode and the next I think there's a lot of things that Josh, I mean, I already, I'm going into this feeling like Josh is not the right pick for Rebecca. But I think there's like multiple things he says and does that I think kind of show that a lot. And him leaning on like, yeah, it feels like destiny instead of just like, yeah, we're great together. I love you, you know, of it all. Really, like, that's like the biggest, like, you know, blemish on this date for me. I think like the whole idea of doing the camping and calling back to their history is fine. But saying, but it feels like destiny is like, mm, nope, sorry. Yep, agree. Yeah, I but feel like he relies on that and also just like their past together, which, yeah, is a solid foundation. But like, that's kind of all he's talking about. He's not talking about like their future together, like what that would be like. Um, so I think overall, I think this is like the best date that Josh could have done. I think he did a good job, but. I, can't, I just can't get over, like, okay, this is the same Josh who, like, left her at the altar. I was going to say, if, if if it's based on their history together, it should have been, like, a wedding altar, and he actually stayed this time. That would have been a great thing. Oh, oh, no. Oh. Wait, would that be cheating to be like, okay, Rebecca, we're going to get married on our date? <laughs> I mean, it depends how much does the minister cost. I guess is it within the $50? I mean, he could have gotten someone to, to do, like, the online certification. So, mm -hmm. I mean, you don't think Father I mean, Brown's doing it for free if he calls <laughs> Uh, good point yeah that wasn't against point. the rules i guess yeah. how much does it cost to get a marriage license i don't know I'm, that's a question that's a great question why does it cost money to get them anyway <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i i like i did like this this is like i don't know maybe it's because like uh so this is like it was such a funny thing to see this because i have a, such a specific memory of summer camp i was hanging out with um one of my like friends in high school and we're, we're at summer camp. It's nighttime. We go into a tent and we rip open glow sticks, which like, don't do that. Don't do that. Okay. There's toxic like crap in those things. Don't open. Don't do that. But we ripped them open and sprayed them all over the top of our tent. And it was amazing. It was gorgeous. The top of the tent looked like stars and constellations. And it was amazing. I like even like high, high school Taylor, like wrote a poem about it. It was so beautiful. I loved it so much. So seeing this was like, all right, Josh. Okay. This is pretty good. Pretty good. That story took so many turns. I know. <laughs> when I mean, I don't, not to like be that guy, but right at the beginning, you were like, I was with this friend from high school. We went in the tent and we ripped open. I thought there was, <laughs> the story was about to go in a very different direction than glow sticks. Let me tell you. Uh, and now we have glow stick juice at the sea. Okay. Uh, interesting. We, we had very different summer camp experiences, Taylor, I think. Uh-huh. Yeah, for sure. But we both had a lot of ripping open things, so that's good. Yeah. I'm sorry, Great. what? What? <laughs> what were you ripping open? 
listen, that's a separate podcast. <laughs> you can't yeah, just my- say that and then not <laughs> elaborate. Yeah, my summer camp was not for big open things. It was that singing out of the back of a U-Haul and sleeping U-Haul. Uh, by the yeah. We brought a U-Haul, all of our camping stuff up to this campsite in high school for our senior trip. And it was empty. Oh. And so me and my friends decided that we were gonna just sing songs out of the back of the U-Haul. Yeah. It was great. And then we fell asleep under the stars by a fire, which was amazing. On the dirty ground. No, in wooden <laughs> chairs. Okay. Okay. It's great. All right. Yeah. All right. I'll move on since Adam does not want to uh, reveal <laughs> any more details. Listen, no one needs to hear about my young Adam romantic escapades over uh, <laughs> summer camps. No one, no one cares about that. Well, then why'd you bring it up? Yeah. To make the funny ripping open comparison there, Lindy. <laughs> I already made the joke. It got the laugh. I don't know why we're staying on. <laughs> have to be able to move on from these things. Fine. I'm moving on. So Valencia is at home base. She's wondering how the date went. It's the next day. Uh, apparently, she put $600 on Greg yesterday. So she's got a lot riding on this. That's a good bet. Um, Heather runs in and she says the neighbor called and he peeked over the fence for me and he saw them waking up in each other's arms. And then Paula gets a text from Rebecca that says it was perfect. And Kevin says, Josh Chan is in the lead, folks. And, you know, there are people celebrating. There are people very upset by this news. So it's really funny to get everyone's reaction here. Mm-hmm. It's great. I also love that Heather just throughout this entire thing somehow has like the details on every single person they're interacting with on these dates. Like I love that she gets the neighbor to peek over the fence. It's great. On top of things. Yes. I love that throughout the episode too. Um, So then we have Paula. She's at work and Craig and Hector show up (laughs) with these two (laughs) giant platters of salmon (laughs) and paula is confused and greg says oh it's salmon for 60 hi i'm greg serrano let's try again shall we like he wants a fresh start um and he says you know i wanted to save the day for a working mom so you don't disappoint your son again oh worst thing he could say so bad greg oh yeah paula did not care for that little aside comment (laughs) Mm-mm. So, Adam, defend him here. <laughs> Please. Listen, if we talked about every stupid thing that Greg, Josh, and Nathaniel said, uh, we'd be here for a million years. Uh, you can't <laughs> even tell me that Nathaniel hasn't said some stupid shit, okay? Um, I am curious about everyone's thoughts, though, on like Greg's actual move here to help make the salmon for Paula. Um, cause I was struggling a little bit with whether the show wanted us to think that he was doing it more to, for a means to an end to get with Rebecca or just cause like, he's a good guy. I, like I, I couldn't figure out like what the show, uh, wow. He's both. absolutely doing it to get in good with Paula. So he can, yeah, like, absolutely. I don't think that that was exactly what they were that showing was explicitly stated <laughs> by Hector, not by Greg. Then why else would Greg do it? That's what I'm asking. <laughs> I don't I, think Greg would do this. I don't think it's so, as black and white as you're making it seem like It's this. super black and white. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, I think that uh, his initial concern for Paula had nothing to do with the contest. Whenever he first went up to ask her what was going on, I think that was Greg being a kind, concerned person. 
I think that him actually doing something about it was spurred more by Hector pushing him to do something and getting in his ear about you got to do something to get on Paul's good side. Sure. Now, would Greg have gone ahead and done this if he hadn't had that pressure because he feels because he realizes Paul doesn't like him? Maybe, but I don't think there's enough in the episode to say that it wasn't spurred more by Hector than them by Greg being a good guy. I think that the episode really leans heavily on because like whenever Paula calls him out on it, Greg's like, oh, she's good. He doesn't try to defend himself. He doesn't try to say, no, I'm just trying to be a good guy. He like just basically like caves in and admits, yeah, that's what that's why I'm doing it. So I think the show is basically telling us that is why he has done it in this particular situation. Even though him initially finding out about it was because he was concerned about it. Yeah, I just, yeah, there's not a world where Greg does this out of the goodness of his heart. No way. No way. Yeah, Paula is like, I know ex <laughs> I know what this is. You thought you'd swoop in and help with my problem, get in my good graces. I'd put in a word with Rebecca. Um, but Rebecca makes her own choices. Uh, but you have some tough competition, so I really hope you've got a better plan than bringing me fish. <laughs> <laughs> and Greg says, yes, ma'am, I do. <laughs> so weird that he calls her ma'am. <laughs> at least they call her lady sir you know Honestly. i was gonna say i thought that was the callback right to the song that's at least what i was thinking but yeah i kind of like lady sir i don't know if that's my inclination <laughs> towards fantasy i was like saying, like, <laughs> like like you you play a paladin in our home our, our dt home game so i can see why lady sir would uh would yeah because i mean ma'am is just awful nobody <laughs> wants to be called ma'am ever oh uh I think my favorite part of this whole thing was never Paula first notices Greg and Hector and she turns to her coworkers and says, would you normal people excuse me, please? Before she goes over. <laughs> yes. So good. Yeah. And she also, I love that uh, she tells Greg, okay, you're all set. Uh, I mean, after you stop by my house and put that in the fridge, keys under the mat. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. I'll say, well, I'm not necessarily a big fan of the Paula plot line in general. I do think this episode, like what Paula has been given, she delivers a lot of really great lines and a lot of really great little moments within this plot line. That's not really great for her. All right, then we have date number two with Nathaniel. Um, so first, when Rebecca is getting ready and she's leaving, it's kind of weird for Josh, who's, you know, at their place. Um, and clearly, like, Rebecca kind of feels kind of bad about kind of, like, leaving for her date with Josh right there. But obviously, like, this is what they're doing. So she's going through with it. Yeah, and there's where Josh talks about how he wants to be an earthquake that just swallows up Nathaniel and Greg, and Josh Chan from Azusa, who's ruining his credit scores. Which, I'm like, can you imagine another Josh Chan whose credit is worse than this yeah. Josh Chan? <laughs> I mean, what is that person like? I mean, good grief. <laughs> it's not good. True. <laughs> um. So then we have the date with Nathaniel, so I'll just say everything that happens and we can talk about it so uh he takes rebecca to a picnic that's overlooking this really nice view um you know rebecca feels a little weird about going on these dates but nathaniel just suggests they just enjoy this time um you know they have a few jokes and laughs and this concert starts up um so rebecca's like oh i know what you did like you played dirty, you hired a band, and Nathaniel's like, no, I played by the rules. I found the perfect spot to sit right above the Greek theater and listen to a concert for free. 
and he says tonight is the greatest hits of Broadway with Michael Bublé and Rebecca is shocked and obviously excited but then the first song starts and she doesn't recognize it and that's when Nathaniel looks it up and unfortunately uh, he kind of mixed up the dates and this is 70s groove night with Marty Macaroon and the Funky Town 8 incredible <laughs> so uh, Rebecca starts grooving along to it and Nathaniel's like no one likes this not even marty macaroon like this <laughs> um but she says i'm gonna like anyone with the name macaroon so she wants to dance they stand up start dancing it's super cute and then nathaniel pulls her in and says i think we're meant to be together and if you pick me it'll be because you feel the same way and then they kiss okay let's talk about this date i'm sure we all have lots of thoughts and I have my main thought, which is, look, I have to say, I have to bring this up. First of all, I love the date, okay? The mm -hmm. most important part to me here is at the end, when they kiss, Rebecca's foot pops. We're going to open Important. This. this is how important. we're going to This is my date. opening and closing argument. Yes. Rebecca's foot pops. Now, now if you yeah. don't know what that means. Please. Here that is it. from because I didn't the... when you put it in the notes. I had no idea. I oh had never heard Adam. that terminology before. This is from the movie The Princess Diaries, and the main character Mia is really excited about her date with this guy, and she's like, "I hope my foot pops." Like that's what happens in the movies when you've got this grand romantic kiss. Um, and look, if you haven't seen it, just watch this little clip about the foot popping. But anyway, this is a a established thing that if your foot is popping this this is meaningful and romantic to you and i'm just saying this is a sign that this date went really well i just okay. want to interject slightly about the video that you posted to clarify the foot popping because when i i did click on it and i and i watched it to gain some context because i like didn't know um and it is, of course, of this Princess Diary scene, although I was a little taken aback. Number one, there are Indonesian subtitles. So, you know, whatever <laughs> you do, you, that's fine. Who cares? <laughs> uh, and the, the account that posted the video, uh, the name is Piss Cake Hole. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, Adam, I didn't so, look at that. <laughs> I, to my surprise, I get this Indonesian video from Piss Cake Hole. <laughs> To talk about my crazy ex-girlfriend episode. Look, I, listen, I would say we'll post this in the show notes, but I don't know that we should, to be honest with you. I don't know. Just go watch the movie. It's great. Uh, anyway, that's all I had. That was just a little little tidbit about the video that you posted, because I was really thrown for a loop earlier Look, today. okay, they might have a weird name, but they posted the exact clip I needed. So yeah. Yeah. Thank they you. do also have 19 subscribers, so it's you know, <laughs> very, very big account there. Piss cake hole. <laughs> They're doing us a service. Look, they posted a football video. <laughs> um, okay, Lindy, I'll, I'll just tell you, I liked this day too. I don't think there was a bad day to this episode. I thought this was really good. I will say the night of Broadway songs by Michael Buble is infinitely better than macaroon and the funky eight or whatever it was i feel like that would have been a much better situation i wish he would have gotten his days right because i feel like that would have like really shown nathaniel's like prowess in terms of you know maneuvering as well as like under put your hands that's, down as well as like putting... that's the thing. like i don't understand how 
like the show how it makes sense in the show that he would mix this up all you have yeah. to do is look at the yeah. date and yeah. look at the concert this doesn't make any sense to me yeah i well i agree that's why i'm saying like i wish that that had not been mixed up because i feel like that would have been a much better look for nathaniel i like that they you know kind of get down with the jazzy stuff it's it's very brief but i do feel like a whole night of that kind of jazz when you're thinking you're going to get broadway is is just like that would not be for me personally and i don't think it would be for rebecca either um but it was fine. I just I just don't think it was as good as the first one because like I don't know that he brought a ton of like sentimental value into it. He basically just took her to an outdoor place that was near a concert, which is cool. Like it seemed like a cool like environment, maybe like a cool vibe. I don't know. Um, I just don't think it was a good one. But I don't think it was a bad date. I'm not out here being like anti this date. Uh, I might be anti Nathaniel, but I'm not anti this date. I thought it was good. I thought it was fine. Uh, very, you know, if this is your one date to try and impress Rebecca, okay, I respect it. Fair play. Uh, not as good as Josh's. I've, I'm on. I definitely rank this higher than Josh's in in my mind. Um, I think that, yeah, like the the screw up is like kind of weird. I wish they had been more like, oh, like Michael Bublé had to cancel, so they had this other thing come in last minute something like that would have worked a lot better other than him making this big screw up uh but i think the idea of it is like you know it shows that he knows her knows what she likes not just like leaning on the past but like what he planned was something like is her 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 big love of, of theater you know which they kind of like they, they kind of like rekindled their their spark doing a theater together so it kind of ties into their connections a little bit while also not just being this is destiny but showing that he knows her and knows what she's into i think that part of it is really good and i really like the fact that when things didn't go well you know that he was able to just like be goofy with her like she starts being goofy and old school nathaniel wouldn't be able to do this old school nathaniel would not have been able to just like go with the flow and start dancing with her and everything but uh this nathaniel this person nathaniel was able to just be relaxed and have fun with her and get into it and just like own his mistake and then just be like yeah i'm not gonna make a big speech i've done it too many times before you know it's just like laying it out there and if you pick me it's because you know you know you love me and i think it was like i definitely liked it more than josh's i think josh's like leaned on the past too much had too much about the destiny i think it was it was a cute date a well you know a well done date but i think this one definitely shows nathaniel and rebecca fit together better than rebecca and josh do yeah i very much agree i think that this was a great I mean, I started off this episode talking about how hikes, yes, great. We've got a view. We've got music. That's really all that you need. Like, you need a little bit of music. You need a little bit of silliness. Uh, Nathaniel's bought, like, crackers and, like, this, like, little spread for them to snack on. Um, and I kind of love – so maybe it's just my, uh, my own relationship where, like, my other half, like, can't plan anything for his, to save his life. So there was something understandable about Nathaniel messing up these dates, thinking that like just being so confident that this was the day with Michael Buble and these Broadway hits. But uh, the fact that it was like this 70s groove, I kind of loved it. Like as a person who uh, loves going to concerts and one of my favorite things to do is just kind of sit in the back. If there's a lawn, I'm at the lawn and I'm just grooving. I could be by myself. I could be with my people, whatever. I love it. So this is a wonderful date, I think. And I, I I agree with you, Todd. I think that um, 
Nathaniel coming in with just like, I'm not going to give you a whole speech. I've done it plenty of times before. Like, if you pick me, it's because you want to be with me. And that's all I can do. So let's like enjoy our time here together. And like, I'm so sorry that Marty Macaroon and the whatever the funky bunch. Funky Town 8. (laughs) Funky Town 8. I love it so much. It's wonderful. Like, and I'm like, uh, I don't know, maybe it's my uh, inclination, but this music is great. Super funky. The bass line, crunchy. We love a crunchy bass line. I love it so much. And yeah, I couldn't agree more, Lindy. The foot pop is so important. So important. True love. Boom. Thank you. Should I be looking for this as I'm like going on dates? Should I be looking for the other person to have a foot pop? Like, absolutely. Oh, wait a minute. I can't look. look. Your eyes while you're kissing. You can't like open your eyes. How else am I supposed to know if they have a foot pop? Ask them. (laughs) You might be able to like notice it, like notice their foot lifting. You know. How? I'm putting it back down after should I like reach my foot over eyes closed I'm, like, <laughs> I'm reaching around you're like, my foot being just like, it's like, uh, like you're trying to sweep their leg that's like Cobra Kai stuff I don't think you want to do it. Well, Adam, uh, maybe you should watch out. Does your foot pop? Oh, you're saying should I don't think my foot has ever popped. Well, your true love is still out there. Although I, uh, I feel like there's also, uh, I don't know. This might be incorrect, but because I know very little about the foot pop, I feel like there's also maybe like a height thing where like if people are on tiptoes, it's more likely for the foot to pop. You know what I mean? Like if if you're already in like relevé then i feel like your foot is probably going back already <laughs> no is that not a thing i don't think it's so. not a high thing okay never mind no i think you're leaning on somebody to begin with right i don't think that it matters if you're on tiptoes or you're regular how much you know, are you leaning while you're kissing someone depends there, no. is there a lot of leaning whoa, 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 whoa. 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 Thing, you lean into whoa. a kiss Wendy. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> Lindy finally, finally letting loose some information here. An <laughs> ultimate episode of the podcast. Lindy's a big lean and kiss gal. Okay, we like yeah. the kids. I, I also had to say I can't like on a <laughs> when it comes to kissing on dates. Yes. I'm like, <laughs> I have this like I don't know what it is. I have this problem where I'm just oblivious. I'm so oblivious. When I met my like current boyfriend, uh, and I took him up on this hike. Yeah, it's not <laughs> He goes to kiss me, and I just walked away because I did. <laughs> I did not see him trying to kiss me, so I just turned around and walked away. Uh, and <laughs> he makes fun of me for it to this very day. Brutal. So <laughs> I am. I can't say. So there was no that. foot pop that day. There was, <laughs> there was no foot pop on my. Well, there was a foot pop later. Oh, okay, okay. So okay, once okay, all right, all right. It, it just took me a little while to be okay to realize what was happening. So yes, I just I loved this date. I think their chemistry was, you know, you could see it here in the dancing. It was really fun. I loved it. I'm swooning for this. It was romantic to me, but we'll see where this episode goes. So after this one at home base, again, um, everyone is wondering where Nathaniel took Rebecca. 
and Jim or yeah, Jim says he's have taken her to see Marty Macaroon. <laughs> and Daryl is like, You're a macarooner? We should swap cassettes. I've got April 93 at Red Rocks. <laughs> like, what? Why do you need cassettes? They don't have ah. oh, they do, but a funk town type band, uh, all of their shows are slightly different because they start doing sort of yes. riffs and things like that. So this is a, oh I mean, this gosh. is an actual thing with like with like the band Fish. I mean, there yes. are recordings that people circulate of Fish concerts because every Fish concert is slightly different because they'll start doing their little solos and everything. So every concert is slightly different. Uh, actually, one of my coworkers, like he's a cataloger, uh, but he, like he's done a lot of like research and a lot of publishing about like great the Grateful Dead concerts and recordings of Grateful mm -hmm. Dead concerts and things like that and cataloging the different performances and things like that. He's presented at conferences about the different recordings of different Grateful Dead concerts. So it's definitely a thing. It's so amazing. It's, it's so impressive. My like I come from like my dad was a huge like fish fan and I grew up on fish and yeah I mean these people play vacuums as instruments. Like you're going to get a different thing at every show. And so people are writing down lyrics, lines, like song orders, everything. It's, it's crazy. Okay. I'm sorry. I did not know this, but now I do. Um, <laughs> yeah. I guess if you're a macarooner, like you, you want to listen to everything they've got. <laughs> Should so we sorry. talk more about the, the musical element of this? Should we talk about the jazz stuff? I feel like uh, you know, with with Taylor here, maybe we have more jazz stuff to talk about. Also, uh, maybe I was a little unfair. Uh, I mean, not, not really unfair is the wrong <laughs> word. I I, I feel like Rebecca would have preferred the Broadway stuff. I am all in on like a live jazz show and stuff like that. It's like a dream of mine to see. Uh, there's a group called Snarky Puppy. I would literally do anything to see Snarky Puppy live uh, in concert because like all the, like we were saying, all the concerts are different every single time because there's just so much improv. Um, but I feel like it would be a cool show to attend. I don't know how cool a show would be there. But uh, Taylor, you have like some music in your family, some like jazz uh, adjacent type situations here. Very much so. Yeah. My so my mom, uh, unfortunately, they like kind of broke up a little bit. My mom was in a blues band. Um, and yeah, it's like a it's a whole thing, right? Like yeah. you go on your solos and you're, you know, you're riffing. You like have moments where you're just everybody's vibing and you're, you know, You've got a whole jam band thing happening, right? It's wonderful. So yeah, this is like it hits home. Like in at the like one of my deepest and most wonderful experiences was me. I, uh, it was the summer that I dropped a trailer hitch on my foot, and I was in a boot. But I had to go to this fish concert. It was my first fish concert. I went and I was standing under a tree, and fish is playing like down at the stage. I can't even see it, and. I was having the time of my life. I think that music in the distance, when you're just vibing, but if you're there with a person that you love, that's like ideal situation right there. Like that's amazing. So I love it. Yeah. So uh, uh, wow, I amazing story. I like. I really do love that. On the flip side, though, if you ever go to a concert of a group that like you really like, and the person you take there is like not as into it as you are, that is the worst terrible. thing ever. Oh my god! Uh, Which I had to say why I was alone there. It was, it was so bad. I saw Ario Speedwagon and Sticks uh, when they came in concert, and the person oh. I went with was nine. No, but I had a great time, but it was like so awkward because I was like belting at the top of my lungs every single song. Yeah, anyway, but so it's very fun. So, Adam, it's funny you mentioned Snarky Puppy. Do you know where Snarky Puppy's from? 
I or don't were they know. formed? They were formed uh, right here where I live, Denton, Texas. Oh my god! Hey, uh, be- concert yeah, uh. yeah. I, I will, I'll let you know. No, a uh, uh, the University of North Texas here is like a, like a like a world renowned like jazz program. It's like a huge, hugely well known jazz program, and they was started by people like in the in the music program at UNT. So you said Starkey Pepper, like, hey, I I'm aware of them. So yeah, they're insanely nice. talented. I like truly. Their tickets are so expensive because they always do like these small events, like in a smaller space, just because of like they have some you know, whatever. It's like, but it would be so so cool to see them live. So if they ever come that time, uh, let me know because uh, I would make that trip. <laughs> I will put them on my list of musicians to check out. Yeah. Which on that note, check out the Men's Madison band, people. We got some good stuff. Yeah. Spotify. There it's we fun. go. I'm Maybe glad we stopped down plugs. there. Yeah, I'm glad we stopped down there for a little jazz talk. Uh, okay, yeah. yeah, go ahead, Lydia. Sorry. All right. So Kevin uh, got his, I guess, friend to send a drone over to where Rebecca and Nathaniel <laughs> are to take pictures. Drone pictures. That's so dangerous. Creepy. That's a. You might not want all those pictures. All on <laughs> if you're up Dude. there. Very yeah, creepy, just, but you're just the rip, ripping into there. So yeah, who knows what's being ripped open. Listen, oh Taylor God. could probably attest at the top of the hike on that rock. There's no telling what kind of pictures you would take up no there. No telling, really. No telling. Yeah. All right. Well, probably don't send drones. <laughs> is all I'm saying. Don't send the drones to take pictures. Like <laughs> nothing good is going to happen. Well, they see them dancing and they kiss, and everyone again is like excited or upset. And Paula gets the text from Rebecca. It was heaven. <laughs> so uh, now Nathaniel's on top. I also, I just don't know about, I don't know. Rebecca is not a woman of few words. What are these text messages? She's just saying it was perfect. It was heaven. I feel like she needs to see Paula directly after these dates to give her the full rundown. I agree. Yeah, that would have been way better. And I would have liked that right? storyline a lot better for Paula. That right? would have been a little bit more active. Could have gotten rid of the fish storyline. Could have gotten rid of the fish. <laughs> Saved yeah. some time here. Yeah. Uh, okay, so now we shift over to Greg, um, and Woo! unfortunately, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think oh my, my problem God, here indeed. is that it's like the episode really, you can tell where this is going, like the whole time. I just feel like there's so much mm-hmm. focus on Greg preparing for the date, and there's absolutely none of that with Josh and Nathaniel, and I think that has frustrated me ever since the very first time I watched this. I was like, okay, I know where this is headed you know um by the end of this episode like it it just has bothered me that that it's just so because you're supposed to root for greg lindy but that's the problem it's Mm-mm. like <laughs> what if i'm not rooting for him then this is then a you're little disappointing wrong. Here. <laughs> i don't know what no. else to tell you the episode is very clear here because well that's I, I, my problem that's no fun the episode Taylor, is very- you came out of this thing. This episode's so fun. I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't Listen, know. Absolutely is fun. Very That's fun episode, clearly. Here. Like, the episode is telling us, like, so clearly that, okay, like, Greg, Greg, Greg. But it's like, well, if I don't feel that way, like, I don't want the episode to be telling me that. And I know that's just how it goes. But it, I don't know. It frustrates me. <laughs> I wonder I- what percentage of the viewers of the show are ridiculously sexually attracted to Nathaniel. Because I feel like <laughs> I feel like it's not as high of a number as is represented on this podcast. It's all, <laughs> all I'm going to say. Wow. I don't know, man. You're saying that's you the think it's only that reason high? we're rooting for him? 
No, I, but I think it's a big factor. Big factor. I don't know if it's a big factor. I think that's what Nathaniel calls. <laughs> I am. Well, that would be a big factor for Rebecca then. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Yeah. yeah. No, I. Uh, what were we talking about before? I was gonna agree with something. How this episode is really focused on Greg. Yes. You got distracted by Nathaniel's big factor. Hey, hey, it happens to the best of us. Yeah, it happens to the best of us. Oh yes, but I do agree with this. I think it's like it's a fun episode because you can. There is this element of like, who are you rooting for? Which team are you on? Right. Like, uh, but then yeah, Greg is kind of like. It clearly it is leading up the end of the episode with Greg. So I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I wish it had been like, okay, the three dates got equal kind of airtime here. And then we kind of weren't sure where this was going. But anyway, um, so we see Greg here. He goes to this balloon guy named Bernie. <laughs> and he says, I love a girl and I need to show her how much. <laughs> and of course, Bernie has a $50 package. All Greg has to do is pick a pattern. It's like rainbow, carnival stripes, and purple polka dots i'm sorry but these patterns are Terrible. really bad really, <laughs> bad. Really, really bad i feel like it's pretty uh, typical for hot air balloons but agreed not great <laughs> yeah. what is the ideal hot air balloon pattern is there one you know what i'm out on hair hot air balloons who cares what the pattern is? <laughs> i don't know i i don't need to see any of the patterns <laughs> I feel like we're all out on them. I yeah. I, once I learned about the bathroom thing, like I just I can't get on board with that. Y'all are crazy. I literally I'm fully can't get in on, board. on a hot air balloon ride. Absolutely, hundred percent. Because of the adventure. Because of the adventure. Yes. Listen, I'm like a small bit of an adrenaline junkie. Okay, please put me up in a hot air balloon. Absolutely, any day yeah. of the week. See, I think I would hate it just because. I don't really like heights all mm -hmm. that much. Like, I, see, I, lo I love roller coasters and things like that, but I like it because you're going so fast, you can't even like really tell that you're that high up for the most part. Yeah. But Ferris wheels, I hate Ferris wheels. Like, because <sighs> you get to the top, you sit there in the little car and it's swinging, you just look down and, and know how high up you are, and it just freaks me out. So I feel like hot air balloon would be even worse because then you're not even like, like, locked just into slowly. like a nice metal structure <laughs> you're in this little wicker basket being mm -hmm. held up by air yeah you know as you look at the ground far far below you and i think i would just be having like a nervous breakdown through most of the hot air ride so yeah enough, i'm out yeah. on hot air balloons that's super so, fair taylor you yeah. said you're a little bit of an adrenaline junkie yes i don't think i would consider riding in a hot air balloon like a big adrenaline inducing activity you don't think your uh, heart would be pumping up in a hot air balloon? It goes so slow. I mean, I think it would you would come down from it, but I think that it would be super fun to be up that high. Uh, Coasting? I mean, like if you're gonna do it, like go, you know, maybe like parasailing or like skydiving oh, yes. or stuff like that. Wanna that feels so more bad. like yeah. uh, unless you're Josh Chan. Josh Chan should not go parasailing. We learned that as well. <laughs> yes, yeah, they should not do that. Yeah. Yeah. This is also again like coming full circle because my boyfriend, who I took on the stage on the hike, terrified of heights. And one of the things that I did when I first got to the top of the hike is go sit on the edge. Like, and the poor, I scared the crap out of him, the poor thing. It's like, <laughs> please come back. I'm not going there. I'm not going over there to sit with you. Please come back. How tall is it? 
It's very high. Like people oh have died God. like falling off of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's very high. But listen, you have to understand, I was like climbing this per this particular hike. Like I was like my dad carried me in a backpack up this hike is like how familiar I am with this hike in this place. So it's like the what's down edge. It's about the thrill. We have we find thrill in different ways, Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> I think because uh, <laughs> I think I'm out on that because man, one little wrong move, one little one spider on my back, and it's A gone. If if I was like sitting on the edge of uh, this cliff, you're just sitting on the edge of a cliff, basically. Yeah. And there was like a spider coming, or like a snake, or honestly any like bug of any kind. <laughs> I'm like freaking out, and I'm falling head forward, and I'm dead. No. So I'm out. Yeah. And I just like the casual way. Taylor's like, yeah, off a cliff. You're sitting off a yes. cliff. Why not? Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, no. Nope. I'm with. I'm out. I'm out again. The heights thing. No. 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 <laughs> The fact yeah. that I even I ever went rappelling with friends a couple times still that was like wow. the freakiest thing for me. Like, and the first time I went down, like my feet went out from under me, and I wound <gasps> up like upside down hanging there. And the fact that I got got up and did it again was like like a huge huge thing for me. It was fun once I finally got, but it was like it was a, a lot. But even then, like I was like strapped in with like ropes and everything <laughs> like that, and just sitting on the side without anything securing me. There's there's no way, no way you get me doing that. Fair enough, yeah. So uh, Bernie gives Greg a word of warning and he pulls out an accordion and sings a song about how there's no bathroom to the tune of Where's the Bathroom? Yep. Mm -hmm. And uh, of course, he pulls out an accordion because Bernie is played by Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah. So it's great. Yay, Weird Al. Yeah, I was gonna say, Todd, I feel like you're a big Weird Al guy. I, I am a big Weird Al guy. Love Weird Al. Uh, it's like, I have all of his albums. I, it's one of like the fact that I've never gotten a chance to see him in concert is like one of my big, big you know, bucket list items. I would love to be able to go see Weird Al in concert yeah. someday. But, uh, yeah. um, so are we ranking the song is the question. It, it wasn't like a nothing song. It went on for like, you know, not a long time, but it was a song. So the, the question is, are we ranking it? I don't know. I didn't see it in the um in the playlist of all the show songs, so I wasn't Ooh. sure. Hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm good either way. Uh, I think it, it's not a nothing song. But it's also not like something that's on the on the soundtracks necessarily. I'm. I don't, know, I don't feel strongly about ranking it. I would rank it pretty high. Is the thing? Yeah. Like pretty this. Good. Yeah. This would not get a low score for me. Whereas I feel like sometimes we don't rank these like little yeah. whatever songs because they would just get like ones or zeros or whatever. This would this would get a decent score for me. I, I'm, I'm, I'm pro. I'm fine. I said, it. I'm fine with ranking it. I mean, it's yeah. weird. It's weird, Al. I'm, it's I'm weird, Al. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's okay. Why it. not? Yeah. <laughs> um, Screw your playlist, CXG. We don't care if it's on your playlist. So, so should we talk about the song then, since we're ranking it? <laughs> I like the song. I mean, just like overall, I thought it was really good. The the homage to what was it, Naomi's song when she when she yeah. came in there. Yeah, I loved that song when it happened too. I was really high on that one. 
Um, it's just so fun. It's just such fun energy. And then, uh, you know, obviously he's singing about a topic that maybe Todd is not a, a huge fan of, but also it spurred a great conversation here. So, uh, I'm a, I'm a big fan of all elements of this. Plus it was cool to like, let, you know, weird out come in and get a song. And I, uh, what was the line also? It was just like, I feel like you're about to break into song or something. I feel like you're about to sing. He's like me. Yeah. You're, you're, no. you're not going to give me the whole song and dance me song no. and dance though. And then of course he does. And it's, yeah. Yeah, it's really but there is one thing. Yeah, yeah. One <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Weird Al of it all definitely bumps this song up for me. Again, yeah. the huge Weird Al fan, getting the accordion out, and just like his intensity and the callback to the original song. And yes, I'm not a huge fan of potty humor in general, but I, in this particular case, I, I didn't belabor the point. They didn't go on and on about it. It just kind of like a like the, the punchline of it all, and it, it worked for me better than a lot of that type of humor does. I agree. Yeah, potty humor is like not my favorite, but yeah, this was fun. I like the energy. The callback is great. So then we see Hector getting Greg ready for the date. Uh, Greg is wearing a rainbow bow tie, so he has chosen the rainbow pattern, which was the best of the three, in my opinion. Oh, for a sure. thousand percent. Yeah. There's, yeah. There really was no other choice out of those three patterns. Um, and Hector is, you know, proud of Greg that he's doing all this stuff, uh, even though he doesn't really like this. And Greg is kind of having second thoughts about this, but he's he's going to do it anyway. Yeah, like Adam said earlier, stupid Hector. Stupid Hector. <laughs> stupid I think Hector. It's like so clear that Greg does not want to do like this kind of thing. And I just like don't really understand why Hector is pushing him so much to make it a big spectacle. Cause like, shouldn't Hector know Greg a little bit better to know that like, he's not a big spectacle guy. Like why is Hector well, pushing? He knows this? that and he's trying to change it. But like, why? <laughs> I, it's, I don't know. Maybe cause like Rebecca is a big spectacle person a little bit, but like, I, I don't know. This is st stupid Hector. Get Hector out of this episode. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think cause, I'm not a big fan of this storyline for different reasons of why Lindy's not a big fan of the storyline. Uh, I'm a big fan of the storyline because it just feels, you know, I don't feel like Greg would have fallen into this trap. It feels very anti, like the growth that he's shown of like accepting who he is and everything. I mean, I guess kind of with the raging waters of it all, we have seen him kind of like cave in for something because it's something that Rebecca wanted. So maybe he, you could see him doing this because he thinks it's something that Rebecca might want him to do a big romantic gesture, but it just seems so counter to everything we've seen with Greg since he's come back for him to, to you know, do this. Cause he's feeling so insecure about himself. I just, I hate that aspect of it. It just feels, you know, off to me so that's why i'm not a big fan of this because again it feels like they are like inflating the storyline to lead up to the ending um and while uh spoiler i enjoy how their their thing ends up i don't like how we got there yeah yeah i can definitely see that um so then we see dr Kopian again <laughs> she is at the wine bar having some wine and of course rebecca interrupts her and says, I'm stalking you again. It's problematic, but I need some help. <laughs> it's just like, let's cut to the chase here. Um, these dates aren't clearing anything up. I cannot go on yet another romantic and perfect date. And Dr. Kobian's advice is just follow what's in your heart. <laughs> and Rebecca is like, wait, what? But Dr. Kobian says she's not on the clock right now. And Rebecca says, oh, yeah, like self-care is important. Thanks for not dropping me as a patient. See you tomorrow at four. 
<laughs> when she walks away, Dr. Copian says, help. <laughs> I love this scene. Dr. Copian with like her little stuff. She has like the little charcuterie board. She got the wine glass, the book. Like this looks like the best. I love this. Wine, wine bars board. are amazing. Like going yeah. to like a, a winery with friends and doing like a wine tasting. Oh, great. Invite me to that too. Invite me to your potlucks, to your wine. Like I will go. I, it's very, very fun. I love it so much, especially when they give out like the free tastings. I have to say, I'm just like a small little uh you know rant here not really a rant give out free samples to your wine bar it's like seriously let mm -hmm. people try your wine because uh, you know i've been i've been to a lot of wine tasting <laughs> wine bars in my life the places that give out a bunch of free samples i will buy a lot of bottles i promise you you will buy you will get me to buy more bottles if you have better customer service and are willing to give me samples than if you're out here being like oh that'll be six dollars for this little sample and it's like i'm not i'm not i'm not buying bunches of bottles for you if i'm i'm willing to spend money at your place but i want it to be on bottles so give me you know what i mean like give me mm -hmm. this, have better customer service and get more free samples if you own a wine bar this is my advice to you <laughs> so all of our wine bar owning listeners give out free samples listen up folks this is important and we know that is our number one demographic so <laughs> i would love for that to be your number one demographic <laughs> uh, we should actively be trying to recruit wine bar owners to listen to our <laughs> podcast <laughs> i would love for that to be the case well, sadly, it's probably not. But hey, let us know. Um, <laughs> so then we get uh, another song in this episode, the Love's Not a Game reprise. Um, so this is Rebecca singing um, about how love's not a game. So what do we think of this one? Personally, I think it's like it, compared to the grand and amazing nature of the first one, it's just it's not quite the same for me. So... It's kind of the point, though, right? And, uh, uh, you know, part of me struggles because I agree that, like, that first one was so grandiose and amazing and over the top with all of, like, a full cast of characters doing a big Broadway number, which is cool. But at the same time, like, this is not meant to be that. And it's done to show, like, a very different version of the message that they were showing earlier. Uh, they uh, flip this to a minor key, and it's just kind of Rebecca singing that way. Uh I, re I really liked what they did with it and I really appreciate it. At the same time, it's not going to get as like high of a score because it's just like it's not the kind of song that I love more than that. But I think it's the kind of song that's really smart and really clever. And it's a very CXG way to do a reprise in a different way with different characters to show us a different meaning while still using the same song. So I have a lot of respect for like what they did and how they did it. It's just maybe not as like fun or exciting as that's the first as the initial version yeah adam said it perfectly it's exactly how i feel about this like it's it's really cool i do love like the respect they paid for the first song like our our you know um kind of bringing it and showing us a different side of it with just rebecca and yeah i thought that was great but yeah certainly not as exciting or punchy and grand as the first yeah that's pretty much where, where i land I, I like going to minor key i think there's some really good lines in it but like I miss the energy and the fun of the first one, which is like really, really like sucked me in. So this one is like well-crafted. I don't hate it, but it's not one that's going to get a super high score from me. 
Uh, so after the song, uh, Rebecca actually runs into Greg like on the street. He is with his car. The hood's open. Uh, apparently it won't start. So, you know, she <laughs> we'll see where they go from there. Um, but first we go back to home base where the banquet is over and no one ate the salmon. <laughs> Shocking. No one ate the salmon, unfortunately. And Paula is saying, you know, this whole process needs a redo. Like, why do we even bring it then? Like, we should work together. Mom's collaborating. And this woman just laughs at her. <laughs> <laughs> I did appreciate that that lady. You know, we only see her you know, the beginning episode in here. First, she's like, are, are you crazy? You think cutlery's left? And now here, I really enjoyed her manic energy. Uh, she cracked mm-hmm. me up. Yeah. Um, so then Hector or Heather walks in and says, Everyone, stop what you're doing. Bernie called. <laughs> they never showed up for their balloon ride. Love this. Bernie called her to tell her what happened. It's amazing. I mean, did Heather been taking like stalking tips from Paula and Rebecca? All the it's like Heather just been observing them and all of their stalking because Heather has spies everywhere. She somehow got Bernie involved. How did she know? I guess Hector, Hector. may have found out. Mm-hmm. I guess through like the great five. But still, you know, for Heather to have then taken that information from Hector that Greg got a hot air balloon and then like track and form a relationship with Bernie to get him to feed her information. That's that's wild. Mm-hmm. I feel like Heather is like uh, a little bit of a like all-knowing kind of individual, and I kind of love it. She's on top of everything. Yeah, and of course, everyone panics at this news. Uh, they don't know what's happening, and Kevin says like if they don't complete all the dates, nobody loses and nobody wins. So of course, this is very bad for all these people betting on it. Whenever everyone is like talk, uh, kind of talking in the background, one of the things you you hear hear White Josh say, "I bet my rowing machine on Greg." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it just cracked me up. Um, I will say I loved all of the betting elements of this. I love sports betting and love betting in general. So huge fan of all of this. I will say, why is Greg not going on the date? A push for everyone. That makes no sense. It has no bearing on like who she picks or like if she's going to pick someone. So I don't know why this is a push for everyone. That's, you know, bad. Uh, that's a bad house call right there, Kevin. Uh, but it's all based on the dates, giving them the odds based on how the dates go. So I guess if no date happens, they have nothing to like. Yeah, but shouldn't that just make Greg more of a long shot? Why does that null and void all of the bets? That shouldn't push Josh or or Nathaniel. Anyway, that was Adam little betting (laughs) minute there. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I uh, actually, I like, here's where I admit, I know absolutely nothing about bets and didn't understand a single thing that was happening. <laughs> and just along for the ride. <laughs> for I was there for that moment where my show was like, yeah, I bet my rowing machine on this. So then uh, back at the wine bar, uh, Nathaniel is sitting there and Josh walks in. Um, and Nathaniel says, like, you know, doesn't want to go to home base with all that betting happening. And turns out Nathaniel put a thousand dollars on himself. <laughs> not not even a, little, even a little bit surprised. I love nope. that. I respect the confidence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and they both think that their dates went really well. Um, but obviously, you know, they don't want the other person to win. They want to win. And they both want Greg to die. <laughs> <laughs> but quick and painlessly. Still like the guy. You know? Lightning bolt. Which apparently really quick and, you know, painless, apparently. 
Well, Josh was thinking like the fault lines would open and just swallow him. Yeah, again, like, I don't, there's not that much to this scene, but it just, again, illustrates the show's point of, like, okay, like, these guys are on the outs mm-hmm. here. <laughs> Rebecca's, you know. It was cute, but, like, the meeting at the wine bar is, like, kind of hilarious. Like, picturing Dr. Copian, like, on the other side of the wine bar, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's great. Yeah, that's because she definitely knows, she might not be able to recognize Nathaniel, but she would definitely recognize Josh. Since mm-hmm. he like bursts into her office to propose, to propose. while she's screaming, "No!" So, oh my gosh, what a I just moment! Imagine her there seeing him and just going, "Nope!" And just like start to come in, noping out of the bar because she Absolutely. saw Josh Chan walk in. That was one of my favorite moments of the show when Doctor <laughs> Coping is like, "No, please, no!" <laughs> Josh proposes anyway. Um. All right, so we have one scene left in this episode. Um, so Greg and Rebecca are at the shop where his car is getting fixed. He says it's going to take a while. It's going to be expensive. And they've missed their takeoff time. And Rebecca is like, takeoff time? <laughs> um, and he says, you know, to be honest, I've been dreading this whole thing. Not being with you, that part I love. But this date I had planned, it's not me. It's very Bernie. He's a weird guy. <laughs> it's great. It's definitely I see what weird. you did there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so Rebecca says, you know, when I ran into you, I was actually going to cancel the date, all these dates. Like, it's so much pressure. Um, and so they're both relieved that their date is off. And now, you know, they're just seemingly because the pressure is off, you know, they're both a lot more relaxed. They're going to hang out there while his car is getting fixed and order food. And, you know, we have them talking about where they want to eat. There's a lot of back and forth. And as this is happening, there's a very, very slow zoom out from them (laughs) this whole time. Um, And just kind of abruptly, Adam is nodding. He is absolutely loving this. Um, Anyway, so after it has zoomed out quite a bit, uh, Greg just kind of abruptly says, hey, you're the love of my life. You know that, right? And Rebecca says, well, I do now. Come on! How do you not love that? How is that not the cutest of the three? I know it's not like a big spectacle day where he's t- where you know he's taking her somewhere. He's not trying to like go way above and beyond. This is just Greg being Greg and Rebecca being Rebecca and them being together in a place that's very unassuming. They're just like in the whatever mechanic shop. Uh, there's no big spectacle. It's just so cute. And they're so good together. And he's just like this very like frank honesty that Re- that Rebecca responds to. Oh my, I, I just, <laughs> I can't get over it. Like, this is so cute. How do you not like look at this and be like, this is it. And the show is like hitting you over the head by saying, this is it. Like truly, this is what, oh my God, it's so cute. Lindy. Like if I, uh, I, I know you're upset about this and I know that you really want to see Nathaniel's big factor, but like truly- <laughs> This to me wow. is like the greatest thing of these relationships. They're so cute together. The chemistry. It is adorable. And it's just it's just so like raw and it's real. It's not like staged. It's not above on a giant cliff overhanging whatever. Yeah, that it's is just, so staged. It's having very, a picnic. What do you mean it's not staged? She staged the whole thing. And I'm not oh saying it in a bad way, but like that's not Greg. This is Greg. A very real like a real thing 
I don't know. Yeah, I love, I love else it so much. Fake. <laughs> <laughs> okay, look, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I like the moment. I think I I really like the moment where he's like, "Hey, you're the love of my life." You know that, right? I think that is so sweet. I really appreciate that, but I think like you said what you like about it like the show is telling you like this is it that's what i don't like about it like you could have had a, a similar moment to this that nathaniel had of like i think we're meant to be together like it, it like he nathaniel thinks that rebecca's love of his life so it's like you could have had a moment like that with them but you're focusing this on greg which again is like we're making this about greg which is fine but that's just not what i wanted to see okay yeah Fully agree. I like, I love this moment. Like, again, I like have to, you know, my boyfriend's probably never going to listen to this podcast. Thank God, or else he'd probably kill me. But, <laughs> but literally, anything bad. <laughs> exactly. I was say, what have we said about him? <laughs> <laughs> well, I did tell you guys that he's a fear, a fear of heights, which you don't go around telling people what people are That's scared. not embarrassing. I mean, I guess it depends on the person. But the point of me bringing this up is that literally last week, I wake up, I'm like, I don't want to go work today. I call in sick. But I go out to my car. I'm like, she needs to go to the mechanic. I can't open my hood. She's running hot. We need to go to the mechanic. So I <laughs> convince my boyfriend to take the day off of work, right? Go to the mechanics. I'm like, oh, this is going to be a quick fix. We're going to be in and out. Not a quick fix. I have a hole in my radiator. So we spend, <laughs> yeah. So we spend from 11 to 4.30. Oh, sitting in like the lobby of the mechanic amazing day amazing day we sat in the lobby of the mechanic we went and like got breakfast we went grabbed oh. some slices of pizza it was amazing like mm. it was like a great day and i like so this like it is really cute it is very real which i really appreciate but i just don't like greg that much <laughs> like with lindy this is not what i wanted to see i need this moment <laughs> You know, if they had done this kind of shit with Nathaniel, <laughs> you guys would be out here swooning. I would. How, I'll admit how it. I would. amazing this exactly. moment would be. Absolutely. And this would be a whole different situation. Uh, yeah, there's just no denying their chemistry. Uh, and it's, I just love it so much. There is. I just, it's not the same. And I, I think I like old Greg more than Taylor does, it seems. Like, I loved old Greg. I was super into him and so sad when he left. But, like, new Greg's just not the same for me. It's yeah. just Greg, but yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm I'm more on Adam's side of things yes! about about this this scene. Um, <laughs> I I I do I miss old old Greg. I I miss the old actor. I really do miss Santino. Uh, I really wish they could have gotten him back for for this because as much as I love Skylar Aston, I I really miss like because I I do I always felt like. Santino had more chemistry with Rachel Bloom than Skylar Aston does. I do think they have some chemistry there, but I, I do miss that. So, but I love this scene. I love that it is just like Greg and Rebecca just being themselves without any of the artificial stuff and then just like falling into their banter and just automatically just like making each other laugh and giving each other a hard time. And yeah, it's, it's really cute. It's really sweet. It really shows, you know, why they were, you know, a couple it shows like why they're into each other. Uh, so I really like this. Um, I do think this is probably my favorite of the three sequences. Um, 
Nathaniel's a really close second because I love everything with that. But I think just this, and it is a little bit of the show being over the head with it, but I I don't know. Uh, just the way that it, it's all set up, the way that it all works, I think that it's because it is like the most natural, it is the one that feels the most like, yeah, I could see them working as a couple more easily than like extrapolating that from this scene other than the others, which were we're more artificial, more planned. And so it's, that's a big part of it because we don't necessarily get to see a scene of Rebecca with Nathaniel in an unstaged environment in this episode. So it automatically colors how you're approaching it all. But for me, with that aspect of it, you know, this is the one that I enjoyed the most out of the three. Yeah, fair enough. Todd, are you going to share something else about this scene? Oh, yeah. So um, so I rewatched this episode, Take Notes, while I was at my father's house. Um, <laughs> and normally, you know, whenever I watch shows like this, my dad like get up and go to the other room. Uh, my dad has like a real low tolerance for certain types of comedy. Doesn't like things that are like overly kooky or goofy or slapsticky or cringy or like most most comedy. He's like, you no, know, my mom and I would my mom and I would watch things like this, and my dad would go in the other room to read. Uh, but he uh really couldn't do that this time. Uh so he was stuck in the room watching it with me and making little comments every once in a while, uh, largely about how how crazy Rebecca was uh, whenever she was stoking, uh, stalking Dr. Copes. Uh, but after the end of the scene, he turns to me and says about Greg, he's exhausting. And then he goes on, then he goes on to say, and so is she. They're perfect for each other. So my dad is also pro Greg and Rebecca. <laughs> Deal. We take that. After seeing one episode of this show. Yeah. Exhausting is a great word. Yeah. I love that. It just cracked me up. He's exhausting, and so is she. They're perfect for each other. Like, okay. Well, there you have it. Uh, that's our episode. <laughs> that's the episode, season four, episode 16 of Craziest Girlfriend. Only one more left. Oh my God. What's going to happen? Who knows? We were talking before because uh, apparently everyone else here had watched the finale, or maybe Lindy didn't. I don't know, but at least Todd I didn't and Taylor did. It yet but i remember what happens <laughs> uh i think i roughly remember what happens but i will say it's been so long uh so i have no idea uh really what's going on to happen in this finale but i'm so excited to find out next uh episode here um i would say this is the time that we're going to get into todd's game corner but i don't think we're doing a game today is that right we have no game today uh yeah that is correct um, okay the decision uh, was made that uh, since the series is over a uh of games that we wouldn't uh, do like we did last time and do filler games. Uh, okay. So, so sorry, Taylor, uh, you'll have to come back for our next show and, and, you know, try and come on earlier in the season than the second episode. <laughs> Sounds great. I'll embarrass myself for another yeah. show. Um, okay. So uh, no Todd's game corner, but of course we still have to give out some pretzels uh, and do our truly happy point of the episode. And so we have decided upon three songs this episode that we are going to actually rate. The first one, Love's Not a Game, Easy Five for me personally. I absolutely loved it. One of my uh, one of my favorite songs of the season, potentially even the series. I don't know. Uh, but at least of the season, Easy Five for me. Uh, Lindy, what about you? Love's Not a Game. I am also going to give it a five. Oh, my goodness. Taylor, what about you? Yep, throw it throw me in for fives. A five. We are approaching a, a overstuffed bowl of pretzels here. Todd, what about you? 
as I said, it's one of my favorite songs of the show. Gotta be five pretzels from me. Oh yeah, my goodness. I don't think go. that we've had a lot of uh, full fives when we've had guests on it at the very least. So I don't know how many 20s we have, but uh, here's our first one. Uh, or maybe not the first one. I don't know. I'm not going to go back and look. The second song, There's No Bathroom. Uh, oh, we've had at least one other one. The first penis I saw was also a full <laughs> And uh, the end of the movie. Okay. <laughs> I know I said I wasn't going back and look, but Todd and Lindy like immediately oh. went back and were just like <laughs> strip away my conscience. Another one, so any any do we? I mean, is there? I'm I'm, I'm, I'm still scrolling, man. Okay, Pentopia. <laughs> okay, and that looks like it might be it. That's it. That, that was a really good bit that we did there. Okay, <laughs> the second, the we second, brought it up. Yeah, I brought it up. Were... I brought it up explicitly saying I wasn't going to go back. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, already looking at you said you weren't going to. We so like five minutes just like... listing songs. Okay, <laughs> the second song, There's No Bathroom, uh, the Weird Al song. Uh, we'll start with Todd. Todd, what do you have here? Yeah, I think I'm going to give this one a four. A I, four? Uh, I, yeah, I think it's like, again, the Weird Al definitely, definitely bumps up a lot. But it's like, it's really fun and punchy and just, it's Weird Al. So, you know, automatically at least a, a four. Okay, I love it. Taylor, what about you? I think I'm with Todd on this one. I think I'm going to give it a four. I like it. It's very fun. It's like energetic. We got Weird Al. I like not super here for the potty humor again, but it's fun. I dig it. Okay. Four. I'm just underneath a four to 3.8. Uh, I did like it, but I don't know if it like, uh, you know, was fully up there. If it were a little bit longer, I give Weird Al like another 30 seconds. What were, what, what were we strapped for yeah. time because of the salmon? Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah, um, I, I will say that was the thing that like for the first time I watched it, I'm like, that was it. That's all we I got know. from Weird yeah. Al. Like, could we not have spared another 30 seconds, 45 seconds? Come on. It uh, is real loud, though, which like certainly bumps. Maybe he had to do other stuff. I don't know. Okay. Lindy, what about you? I mean, it's like okay for what it is, but I mean, I don't know. I wasn't even gonna rate it, so I'll just give it like a three. Okay, uh, you know, there you go. Uh, which is pretty low for Lindy standards, but that's okay. Um, the final song of the episode, "Love's Not a Game," the reprise. Uh, Lindy, we'll start with you. What do you have? <laughs> um. Yeah, I think I appreciate your comments about, like, this is good in the show, like, and it makes sense, but just kind of as a song, I don't know, I wasn't feeling it so much, so I'm gonna go with, like, a 2.5. Wow. Wow, okay. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> That is very low. I'm at a 4.3 on this. I think they did a really, really good job. I thought it was, uh, you know, I, I talked about it a lot when we actually talked about it. And per usual, I the idea of listening to it outside of the show holds zero weight for me. So um, I really only care about the context within the actual show that we're talking about. So 4.3 for me. Uh, Taylor, what about you? Yeah, I'm going to like a 4.2. Like, I think that this is great. I think that it's like fun. It it reflects the first song. I think great, like shifting the tone. But yeah, not as good as the first, certainly. Okay, amazing. Todd, what about you? I think I'm going to wind up at, I think at 3.8. Okay. Uh, so we're all like pretty close, uh, except for Lindy, who's like way down on this. Uh, interesting. Okay. Uh, and then our final bit of the episode here, we don't have a lot of truly happy points left to give uh, in the season uh, or in the series as a whole here. Um, Todd, we'll start with you. Who made you truly happy this episode? Oh, you had to go with me first. Uh, I've been going back and forth on this one a lot. Because um, even though I really liked the, the ending moment with Greg, 
the storyline of Greg through the episode definitely did not make me truly happy. So I'd have a hard time giving Greg my truly happy point there. Um, ultimately, I think I'm just going to go ahead and we did talk about a lot, but I really enjoyed White Josh being like the guy like corralling things and the fact that he finally got to headline a song. It's one of my favorite songs of the show. It's going to really be one of my last opportunities to give White Joe any of my truly happy points. So I'm going to give White Josh my truly happy point for this episode. Uh, yeah, Todd has been pulling the weight of White Josh in this final season here, giving him <laughs> all kinds of points. <laughs> Meanwhile, I think Lindy's given him one and I've given him zero. So, okay. Uh, Lindy, who made you truly happy this episode? All right. So if I was giving truly happy points to anything other than an individual person, which I'm not, but if I was, I would give it to Rebecca's leg pop here because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that made me happy. Um, but I am going to give it to a person. So I'm going to give it to Heather because I just loved all of her, you know, connections and getting the details from these random people about the dates. Um, so I enjoyed that. Wow, these were not the picks that I thought was going to be happening today. Okay, Taylor, who made you truly happy this episode? So I said, Lindy, you're my new best friend. But my truly happy pick was also Heather. Like, Heather, really, I, and I mean, this being my only chance to, like, give her, after all these seasons, to give her a point, I have to give it to Heather. Her story has been incredible, and I love that she is on top of everything. She's a girl with the info. I love her. And she was wonderful. I got to say Paula was close, but her storyline this episode was not my favorite. But her tap dancing number almost did it for me. Wow. Uh, okay. Uh, we love we love those truly happy points. I really did not think Heather was going to be getting two truly happy points this episode. She had like four lines. And they were uh, all excellent. They were good. For American sure. currency cold heart. Oh, yes. <laughs> like they that was omnipresent. Perfect. Certainly entertaining, uh, to be sure. Uh, Heather and my Josh were not even close to getting my point, though, to be honest. Dr. Ocopian was close, I will say. She comes in at number two here. I, I really wanted to give it to her. Um, I gave her a point earlier this season, uh, and she's only had two total this season, so I really would like to give her more. But how do you not give the point to Greg? Oh. Like, truly, truly, how do you not give the point to Greg? The ending of this episode, I was smiling so hard. Like, that right there is enough to make you truly happy. Uh. He cooked 60 servings of salmon. Uh, For and, selfish reasons. But he yeah. still did it. Uh, he listened to Hector. He listened to Hector. That's why I didn't get the he kind of. He, I mean, he kind of did, but gosh, that ending moment. I don't know how that doesn't make you truly happy. Um, and it certainly did for me. Plus, uh, someone has to give Greg points this season. And if it's not going to be either of you two, then damn it, it's going to be me. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Greg gets my I, I gave Greg a point this season. This season so. I have not, and I refuse. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Lindy's so spiteful here. It's okay. I'm not giving you the points to Nathaniel either. Don't even worry about it. Um, and that's our episode, season four, episode 16 of One Undescribable Podcast. So fun. Uh, Taylor, thanks for being here. Thank you guys for having me. This was really wonderful. This episode was very fun. I was very excited to talk about the different teams and just it, this was great. 
Thank you so much. Um, yeah, glad we were able to get you on, uh, even though it was the penultimate episode. So we got, you know, kind of all the thoughts bottled up here. Uh, for whatever show we cover next, we'll have to get you on earlier uh, in, instead of in the final season with one episode <laughs> left. So um, we'll certainly have to do that. But you're uh, busy recently. You've been all over the place. You're doing things. You're moving and shaking. Uh, if people want to hear more from you, where can they do it? And what shows should people be watching? Uh, you, you can yell at me to watch this show, too, because I haven't watched you. So what? What shows should we only be watching and what do we need to listen to? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, suddenly I've just been doing so many things. Um, but one of those things is Willow, a number one on Disney+. Plus. Go watch the movie. It's from 1988, written by George Lucas, directed by Ron Howard, uh, music by James Horner. It's amazing. It's a lovely story. You've got some big-name actors in there. And it's just – it's it's heartwarming. You've got a protagonist you can wholeheartedly root for, which I feel like today – is coveted and beloved and it it's a great little world to hop into but this wednesday or not this wednesday i guess whenever this happens november 30th willow the show comes out on disney plus go watch it my friend uh rich filibero dm philly on the internet him and i are going to cover the show weekly we're going to go episode by episode and dig into it and it's going to be delightful um and on that note you watch me play dnd on twitch.tv slash DM Philly. I play so much Dungeons and Dragons. It might be a problem, um, but I'm usually over there. And yeah, Ronnie and on Twitter if you want to follow me. But I, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Twitter crazy these days. Yeah, people love making all the Twitter jokes. It'll still be there. <laughs> uh, people are, it's a, really, it's a very common thing. You'll be like, oh, Twitter, it'll still be there. Everyone needs I, to calm down a little yeah, bit. I also don't use Twitter that much. So, like, I don't know. It doesn't yeah. Matter. Okay, well, people should go check that out. Uh, I need to watch the movie. I have not seen the movie yet. I need to delightful. do that. Um, I'll watch it. So fun. Yeah. Plus, there's a couple other shows that I tried to watch and can't, so I have space in my schedule for Willow to come up, So, which should be exciting. Okay. Uh, Lindy, what are you up to? Where can people find you at? Uh, well, first of all, thank you, Taylor, for being here. This was so much fun. I'm so glad we got to talk, and I can't wait to talk again in the future, so hopefully. This is amazing. Yeah, really, truly thank you guys for having me. This is very fun. Yeah, and uh, I'm on Twitter at TV Lindy and our podcast Twitter, 1CXG Podcast. Amazing. Todd, what about you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Librarian Todd because Todd Librarian has too many characters. Uh, you can find me over on Post Show Recaps with Adam covering Cabinet of Curiosities. Uh, we've covered, uh, I believe, time this drops, we've covered like five of the episodes so far and we have three more to go uh, it's been a lot of fun uh, talking with adam about a horror show and getting to hear his reactions to all the really <laughs> weird and gross stuff that happens uh so it has been a lot of fun uh you can also find me uh along with taylor over on dm twitch.tv slash dm philly doing the real time based dungeons and dragons game called threads in the pattern um and hopefully i will soon be on the mythic quest uh, pod uh, with uh, adam and jess yes uh, uh amazing yeah speaking of which speaking of that <laughs> i forgot to plug my appearance because i never have anything to plug but i was just on the mythic quest recap podcast on Posho recaps with adam and jess i was a guest for season three episode four talking all about that episode it was a ton of fun so definitely check that out <laughs> Yeah, yeah, guess what? I also forgot something because <laughs> I don't usually have things to plug either. So I was just on community building <laughs> this 
week with Jess and Josh on Poster Recaps, which is also, I should have specified, where you can find the Willow podcast is on Poster Recaps. Can you tell I did not practice with this? We're really this good at this. It's great. Yeah, this is uh, great. Anyone else have any other things they want to get in there? Uh, are we good? Support your local farms. <laughs> yes. just plug everything yeah what about a non-podcast plug what do you, what do you... read the store my archives oh, yeah, it's really good use sticks instead of metal oh you know what i am gonna plug a show that i was not a podcast the sex lives of college girls season two is coming out right yes. now on HBO Max. If, there's no podcast about it which i'm pissed about but you should watch it because it's really really good so anyway okay that's fine agree that's my non-podcast so plug anyway i'm adam h you can find me on twitter panamadam1 todd talks about cabinet curiosities uh todd and lindy all talked about mythic quest you can also find me on post show recaps doing final fantasy 7 remake with brooklyn said we just finished wall market the attractive rankings have changed dramatically and there is a, now a massive bulge in play is all i'm gonna say as a little preview to that podcast that and i have a lot of fun over there um and then who with uh, uh doctor who podcast is kevin montejo and Blisswood, where we just did girl in the fireplace uh and then we're going to be doing a two-parter episode uh, uh rise of uh cybermen age of steel very excited there we're in the david Tennant era it's going to be a ton of fun so go check that out uh also on poster recaps and speaking of poster recaps if you're not a patron of poster recaps you really should be doing that patreon.com slash poster recaps you can find so many podcasts with all of us on it come hang out with all of us come play DD with all of us come talk about tv with all of us it's a ton of fun over there uh so go check that out but of course the most important place you can find me is right back here where next week we will be talking about the series finale of crazy ex-girlfriend the series finale and because it's a finale of course we have to have our finale guest on uh the incredible jess sterling will be with us next week to talk about the series finale of crazy ex-girlfriend and until then bye